the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tuesday. Power panel is here in the studio, and I'm, I'm looking over. It's completely obvious by the fact they don't know how to handle a microphone and headphones. I'm, I'm looking over at uh, Elizabeth. What's wrong, Elizabeth? R.D. doesn't have a headset. Oh. He can't hear. Uh, I can hear Dave. I don't. We don't have anybody calling to yell at us. <laughs> yeah, nobody yell. Yeah, that's true. So we're good. We're good. I'll get some on break. All right. So anyway. <laughs> Okay, so I, now I feel I feel fine because when people are looking around like that with wild eyes, I get worried. <laughs> well, there usually is an extra one here. It's not here today. Uh, it just it, it worries me when I see that. All right, so uh, let's start off with a story I came across that I thought would be of interest to the listeners, and uh, let you hear about. There's a young girl, eight year old girl, Wilmette, which is a suburb of Chicago. Her mother allows her to go outside to walk their brand-new Maltese puppy dog. By the way, the dog's name is Marshmallow, if you want to know. <laughs> Important information. So yes. the, the little girl is out walking the dog, and while she's out walking the dog just around the block, which the mother can see her most of the way going around the block, Someone calls the Wilmette Police Department on the mother. She wasn't she's let, taking care of that She child. wasn't out there with her daughter. So the police show up, and they uh, ascertain that there's no problem there. And so they leave. Well, evidently, that wasn't enough for the uh, busybody neighbor that's, a, that's the neighbor that is standing in the front window with the curtains just barely open so they can you look see out. see wiggle every once in a while. Yeah, and she's looking out. So she calls up Family Services. Family Services gets involved. And evidently now this has been cleared up, but it costs the family thousands of dollars because they had to go get a lawyer. Mm-hmm. They had to, you know, mount a legal defense that they were fit parents mm. and all the th- all the other things that you have to do. Wow. And it's not the it's not the only story that's out there about this stuff uh going down. It is it's become crazy in our culture. I rest that with 38,000 people trying to run out of a football stadium on Saturday. Because <laughs> they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. So what better <laughs> thing to do then? you must know that there's terrorists or there's some crazy person with an automatic weapon running through the stands, shooting and killing people, though you can't see any of this happening. You just start running because everybody else starts running. Is that indicative of the fact that we're just... We're not rugged individualists no, anymore. No, I'll tell you We're what mob it is. mentality. It's, yeah, it's too many people spending too much time sitting in front of either their phone 
or in front of the TV because when there's ever a shooting anymore, uh, the national news gives you, you know, minute-by-minute coverage for 24 hours of, of it, giving you the same stuff over and over and over again or... So we're terrified of it. Yeah, and the same thing happening on uh, uh, social media. I mean, I can't believe... Look, I read the story. I don't know what the people's names were. I know that they were there at at the ball game. The reporter talked to them. They took cover. Okay, understand taking cover, okay? You don't know what's going on. So you get next to one of the concrete walls that go around the exits and get behind it, okay? Smart. But, but then the person says to themselves in their head, what <laughs> if it's a bomb? <gasps> what if? Who told you there was a bomb there? Okay, well, it might be. I've seen it on TV. <laughs> I've seen it on social media. So now let's hide under the seats. I mean, this is crazy. Folks, can we not say that's not that's irrational behavior? Everybody else, I mean, Wally Hall wrote an article today about, you know, how great people did during this. I mean, the football players putting their helmets on top of cheerleaders. Well, and, no, that's good stuff. And stuff. Okay, that's well, good yeah, stuff. But if you're in a bad situation, you're helping from? other yeah. people. What were they, what were they pe- protecting? But they were trying from? to help other people. Don't don't yeah. you know, help people trying to help somebody. <laughs> I just want. Well, but, I just say, look, the whole thing <laughs> happened because you went nuts, nuts. over nothing. Well, over and jump to the worst possible and could have conclusion. hurt somebody could have killed somebody yeah i'm surprised nobody got killed Trampled. in a crunch yeah yeah, yeah. Well, and that's that's part of the problem when we raise a bunch of people that are not sensible we, we've got our emotions are, are just running so, wild and now and we want people now now everybody's saying well what does that have to do by a little girl walking her dog because somebody said well what would happen and what with the people that we know there's people out there that abduct children, that's a bad parent that allows their kid. I mean, I can't tell you all the stories I've read about people who have left their child in a car with the window rolled down. You know, they're seven, eight years old. They can sit in a car and you run into the store and grab a gallon of milk and then come out. I had to, Have we changed that much in 50 years? I'm just asking, have we changed that much in 50 years? When I was a kid, I said bye to my mom in the morning and went outside <laughs> to play. I'd say, good, I'd say, hello, mom, when I came home, when the streetlights came on. Mm-hmm. What has happened to our country? Oh, we can't even Why think- do you think you got to call the cops on the way I raise my children? Screw you. Because we, 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 we've come to the point where we can't even figure out male and female anymore. So we're, we're really messed up. Well, this is, this is the result of the divisive uh, rhetoric going on for the, all this while. Now they've gotten everybody at each other's throats. You jump to the worst possible conclusion. You don't protect yourself, but you're ready to jump on the next guy because you don't like what, they, you, know, what you see well, them I doing. Well, I tell you, one of the problems is, is with all this Facebook and all this other crap going on, People don't mind their own business. That's right. Just mind your own business. Stay if in nobody your own is bothering you, just stay to yourself. The only but time everybody that I might call a cop on a neighbor is if they're out in the yard 
and they're beating their dog with a baseball bat or something like that. Now we got a real situation going how, how on. How about if they're yard, in their yard doing yard work and you see another neighbor come jump take on the them ball and knock bat them, away down. From yeah. them and beat them with it? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just you saying know. it's just this is this is out of hand, and it's it's not like these are just isolated cases. I'm not. They just, passed a law in Utah, did they not? Yes, Elizabeth. Yes, to protect parents free range parenting it's called the free range parenting bill and you're not liable if you allow your child to walk alone around the block or go to the park Park by themselves or be in a car if they're being fed clothed and otherwise taken care of they look but we had to legislate that you're allowed to parent your children in utah the the fact Mm -hmm. is that there are risks out there but where are we going to draw the line the fact is kidnapping happens sometimes but sometimes what it happened back rare. then too. It did. Sometimes. You know what? You know what the difference is? You didn't have the news cycle that went crazy that about went it. nuts right. about it. Right. You know well, who, I think you're who's right. going to have the special child? And this is a another thing that drives me crazy. Who gets the special child that they're going to get on the news and cover the missing person all the time, all day long, and do a big national story about it? When in fact. There's people missing every day all sure. over this country that don't get that kind of coverage. Sure. Well, yes. Well, and it, and it, it is, it's a sad thing, but the thing is that there's all kinds of risks that we have. You know, the fact is you might get eaten by a shark if you go to the beach, but the fact is if you're worried about the it. chances are you'll it, never even see a shark. Chan- the chances are prob- okay. prob- don't probably, get in the water. probably 10,000 to 1 that you'll be killed in a car accident on the way to the beach. Oh, much you don't better. Or, or, or somewhere, but, but, but the thing is that, yeah, you're, you're far more likely <laughs> – there is a there is a group here. All right, I'm sorry, I just went off. Okay, because this is something that really irritates the living crap out of me. This is the gradual yeah. taking away of your individual rights, and your little parenting by rights. Little by little, by Stay little. out of my family. Hey, I'm going to do whatever. I do whatever you're going to do, and and and, and don't worry about the lawyers don't worry about your neighbors the the sad part is is you've got all these crazy people out there that won't mind their own business is trying to put their nose in your business and we have the then government. there's people that change the way they live because of these other nuts right and just that, and live you, your life you have good raise your sometimes kids that are the way you're going to raise them let them do what they're going to do if you run into some nut that wants to get involved you deal with it when you come but don't raise children that are afraid to ride their bicycles that are afraid to ride their scooters that are afraid to to go downtown they're afraid to get on an airplane and fly somewhere to see their cousin and they have no opportunity to learn because you're not allowed to let them try on their own and parents are afraid don't raise weenies parents are afraid of the government because they're they're afraid that and so you, you have parents that are that are they're afraid to do do good things in public um, with their children. Sometimes I think because they're afraid that the government someone's going to call oh, yeah. the government on them. And that's the parents. That's what fault RD too. is saying. Whose Just business do is it, it really? Well, and deal with it whenever whenever it comes up. Somebody has to stand up for our freedom. And if you go ahead and give them your freedom without standing up for it, you're and part it, of the problem and, too. And there's there's do some, whatever you're going to do and deal with the consequences whenever they there, arise. There's something to that, but some parents uh, they, they feel like they don't want to um, to fight the beast because sometimes well, it is a, a massive bed. beast. If you don't well, want to fight the you beast, you guys know what I heard all over Facebook and all over That's social all media. Them, if you don't want to deal with the government, if you don't want to deal with the kooks, just uh, stay in bed. Go ahead. What I heard all over social media was that 
everybody in Saline County said that it was all about gangs and drugs and violence in Pulaski County in Little Rock, oh, yeah. and that War Memorial needed to be shut down, and nobody needed yep. to go there anymore yep. because it was all about Pulaski County's <laughs> violence. Guess what? All you people that work in Saline, work in Pulaski County and live in Saline County, go back to Saline County and stay the hell there. <laughs> stay in bed. You're on the same page. Tell them to there. stay in bed. Yeah, it's just uh, I just I don't get it. I don't get it how my country has changed so much. I'm sorry. There's a lot of you listening to me. You don't you don't understand what America was like at one time. We you know what? If somebody abducted a kid, we caught them and hung their ass. That's what we would have done. That's why we have the problems we have now. You don't punish them. There's right. something. Well, they were born that way, Dave. They had a they bad just, childhood. They have that, they have, they've been drawn that way because sexually, they're they're they're, they're predisposed to be a pedophile. BS. BS. It goes along with all the other perversion that's out there that everybody says it's just normal behavior now. It's, it's not. It's kind of interesting when you when you have these people when there's serious consequences that for some reason they don't develop these um, these natural born behaviors. When they have serious consequences, just like you know, my, my dad used to work in a, um, in the medical industry with um, psychotic people, and those people well, they, they may have been psychotic, but they learned not to hit the men in the office. They would hit the women sometimes, but the men have a tendency to sometimes hit back hit and back. pretty and hit back yeah. pretty hard. But the bottom line, and is so these bomb. people are it, the garbage the idea that that they're born with these moral deficiencies is, I think, it's garbage. In many I cases. mean, there's always going to be people. That try to take advantage of other people, that try to, sure. that hurt other people. Sure. Uh, the bottom line, the Bible tells us that a human heart is the most uh, darkest thing out there. We're all fallen creatures. Some of us can control our instincts. Some of us don't. And the ones that don't, instead of coddling them, you need to put some bleach in the swimming pool. There you go. That's all I'm saying. You need to get rid of them. That's the way you well, make sure they don't hurt more than one person, perhaps. Well, our there judicial is. system right now terribly broken. And, our, and our prison system, you know, there's a certain percentage of people that do not need to be in, in a free society. They need to be locked up. And They're found guilty percent- and locked up for See, a reason. That per- that percentage has probably hasn't changed that much. In, in the last 20 years, maybe the percentage of people that don't need to be in a free society that need locked up. But as the population grows, you have to grow the jail system to match up with those those people. Some people cannot be rehabilitated well, and do right. not need to be in society and they need to be locked up. But, hey, right now, there's too many people making money off of trying to rehabilitate system. There are a lot of good businesses out there trying to rehabilitate people, but some of them, you, like you said, Dave, some of them you just need to stamp them on the forehead and put them in a, in a cell and say, this is where you're staying, and I'm gonna tell you what, everybody this is, else. This is where Paul and I agree. <laughs> if you think you have to lock somebody up forever, then it's time to know that you need to just lock them up permanently six foot under the ground right i mean it's and they don't get I, i'm with you on that right right and that's, that's the thing is if someone is obviously too much of a criminal and they can't be trusted why are they taking up good air well 
if they're the danger, if, if they've done something, uh, some people can do things that I believe that uh, would uh, warrant capital punishment. I don't disagree with that, but uh, uh, there's some people you know, that uh, I think that just need to be locked up also that maybe hasn't done anything that violent, but but somebody that does not need to be in society well, either. I think there's maybe some argument for people that maybe need a guardian. They're not necessarily criminals but they, they just don't lack the mental capacity to, to rule their own lives i think that's a different issue but that's when, a when, small group when, i think small. it probably is a pretty small group but those who are actually criminals that can't be trusted because of their criminal activity we can't trust them with liberty i think we probably need to pull the plug on them yeah what yeah. was the judge in fort smith i can't think of his um, name now the, well they called him the hanging judge he said judge. he never he never hung anybody the law, the law did. did he just followed the law but uh, he wrote a lot of books and i don't think they're uh, about swift and uh parker, uh, parker yeah parker. swift punishments is when punishment is not swift and uh an equivalent to the crime it will no longer be meaningful but they don't study teach parker and this is the influence of the left and their so-called compassionate approach that we're just mistreating everybody right including the criminals and letting them go how many appeals and thousands of appeals we just had a case down in faulkner up in faulkner county talking about people who shouldn't be out in the I was, public. I was, I was talking with, uh, with we Carol had the Cruz first, about some yeah, of that Yeah, we had the night. first murder conviction in 40 years, capital yeah, and, punishment. And you sent him And this out. guy Did not you? only murdered the current female he was with, he had been out on parole for 20 days from trying to kill his pregnant other female in his mm-hmm. life and injuring a child when he did that bad person all the way mm-hmm. around yeah. didn't I, I, I need was, to be I was talking on to the Carol streets some about no, that he'll, he'll be locked up in in uh he of will course, never, on death row he'll never be he off will never be executed. but he'll breathe air for at least right. 20 years the left <laughs> will fight incessantly on behalf of his life but the, how about this he'll he'll part, part of the insanity is that so you have to do something you have to do a really bad murder because murder is not bad enough by itself you yeah, have to commit an extra bad murder before you actually are eligible for the death penalty and then you have judge griffin you know right. ruling right. from the bench i gotta get a break in guys, and we're gonna come back and, and talk further about this i i'm sorry my country and i guess it's a lot of you are out there listening feel the same way i do when you grew up you didn't have to worry about the next door neighbor calling your parent or not calling your parents but calling the cops (laughs) or calling family services to have your family checked out because you're out riding your bike by yourself around the block or going to the park by yourself what is wrong with people like you riding your bike by yourself through rock creek kind of boil park i'm just saying but i'm just saying why do you think it's your responsibility because you're protected anonymously, among other things. Well, that's the accusers the never know yeah. who made those calls, yeah. ever, yeah. ever. All right, got to get the break. And don't did you know that there's a 560 – see, I'm so right up, I can't even get into my things here. 567 different ways to claim your Social Security benefits, 2,728 rules in the Social Security handbook. The Social Security Administration has actually forbidden to offer you any personalized advice, so you're on your own. Get yourself a copy of the 2018 Guide to Social Security from David Lucas, host of David Lucas Show here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. Don't leave thousands of dollars on the table. Get back every nickel that's rightfully yours. Get a copy of 
the 2018 Guide to Social Security. Be one of the first 10 callers, 501-653-6690, 501-653-6690, or just visit davidlucasfinancial.com. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. We've got uh, about 50 seconds before we get to the news. And again, I don't understand the country I live in anymore, for the most part. I mean, I'm, I live in a country where I was growing up, there were boys and there were girls. Now there's boys, there's girls, and there's boys who choices. think they're girls, girls who think they're boys, people who don't think they're either, they're asexual. There's all kinds of BS going on out there. You, you, you just completely disavow reality and make crap out of pure cloth. Just I'm get a, a piece and make something. Mustang. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's why. Hey, go ahead. No problem with it, man. You say you're a Mustang, you're a mu- Mustang. If your friends tell you you're a Mustang, they're as crazy as you are. Okay. We'll, we're going to take a break. <laughs> we'll be back. I'm on a rant today, and I, I think I'm going to stay that way. Want to be. There you go. I like that. And so wouldn't it be nice if there were kids actually outside riding their bikes, Dave? <laughs> now we're lucky if kids are leaving their parents' basement before they're 40. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. Because they've been yeah. taught they should be afraid. And then Amy said, Dave, stay on that rant, and I'll ride shotgun. Hey. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. There I appreciate you, you. But here at the bottom line, and, and by the way, that's coming off of our fa- my Facebook page. If you didn't know, we broadcast every day on Facebook.com uh, uh, on the Dave Ellswick Show. You can watch it right now. A lot of you already know it. Uh, when Jan Morgan was on uh, yesterday, we had over 17,000 people viewing. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that, that was great. And, Jan, we thank you for coming in. By the way, again, we're going to work this out. She's going to become a weekly participant on the Dave Ellsworth Show. That's great. Wow. Cool. Uh, that'll be, that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get her involved, too. Because cool. I tell you, I, do you guys ever feel that way? You wake up in the morning and you read a story like I did there about a kid walking their dog, and you wonder, what what alternate un, alternative universe am I in? Is it, am I... You know, is, am I going to walk out like in the old Superman comics where everybody lo- were were bright white and had cracked faces and yeah, stuff? Yeah, is that mm-hmm. is that what I'm getting? Have I have I somehow wandered, tripped, and fell into the twilight zone? I don't know. Uh-huh. We, we I, Elizabeth was talking earlier during. I'm watching R D R D R D. You're not getting wound up today. What's wrong? <laughs> I, I don't pay attention to these screwballs. <laughs> I mean, uh, but you got hey, to because I, they, they try to take your freedom away. Thousands of dollars. Yeah, they try to take your freedom little away. But yeah. I, I tell you what, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And if you cost me thousands of dollars, and you'll cost me thousands of dollars, but I am going to give no credence to what my neighbor thinks I ought to be doing or what anybody else thinks. I'm going to worry about what God says thinks I'm doing and make sure that I'm living legal. I'm not doing anything illegal. If anybody else don't like it, they can take a flying leap. Suck it. Exactly right. They can call the cops on you. But, that, but that's part, part of the problem is, though, that so many things that we that are upright and moral are illegal. And, and these people are, are finding – legislators to pass laws to make oh, good yeah, and moral everything. things illegal we need a law for everything what do we have 2500 proposed laws every session maybe more than so that. another law will solve all the world's problems another law well, is because the ones we have now are being followed so closely right, right, right. at every opportunity right, right. And no, i talked to our new senator in last enforced. night and uh, i talked to her 
uh, our senator last night in Cabot, and, and, and they're talking a whole lot about ethics down at the state capitol right now. <laughs> and he said, well, I think you can all sum it up in, into one thing. Ricky Hill, Ricky said, uh, or Senator Hill said, uh, just do the right thing. But that, somebody said, uh, what's the definition of the right thing? He says, well, if I have to define what the right thing is, maybe you don't know what the right thing well, is. Well, that, that's, mm. that's a big problem, I think, is that a lot of, lot of legislators don't know, that, there's know a, what's right and there's wrong. There's a source of authority for what's right and wrong, and it's God's word. Right. And, and the, the problem is that, 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 that we rely upon our social pressure around us and other things instead of God's word. Now, this, there's only one constant, and that's one thing that doesn't change. What anybody else is uh, is coming up with changes. So sure. I'll follow the law as, until it conflicts with God's word, and whenever whenever it conflicts, then I'll just have to stick to the book. I'll have to be a criminal. One, one of the things that Elizabeth was bringing up earlier is that we don't we don't do personal responsibility anymore. And that's, we don't we, do it. Yeah, you're we don't right. do it, and that's, that's the thing is we we don't understand personal accountability and personal responsibility. We we've kind of come to this notion of corporate responsibility and corporate re- accountability, not in the sense of corporations, but in the sense of well, this is a societal problem as opposed to no, this is your problem. Well, you need to fix tough. your problem because you did something wrong, and you need to be held accountable for your problem, and you need to personally be held accountable for it. We have we have just taken. The idea of personal responsibility and tossed it out the window. The, the fact is, that it, it, even in the workers' comp situations, all sorts of situations. So, so if one of your employees comes to work drunk and drives a forklift over another one of your employees, guess who has to pay for it? You do. That's absurd because we've we've come up with this stupid notion that that people should not be personally held accountable in so many different. Um, areas of their lives it starts in the school system the bad thing about our teachers and our school systems our school systems are scared of their shadows right now so the school administration does not back up the bus drivers that get run over and treated poorly they do not back up their teachers and uh, they're scared of the shadow is scared of getting school uh, sued so that the kids are not held accountable in the classroom and their parents who caused the problem with the kids are not held accountable. So there's no account, there's no accountability. Our our school system's going to buckle up, back up the the school bus driver, back up the teachers if somebody needs their butt whipped. Well, the first whip their butt. I'll tell you what, the first thing to make that happen is to take uh, be able to take lawyers out of the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the equation and I've said this now for years and that is one of the first places they should do uh, law reform or tort reform is for the schools. They should not have to worry about being sued just by turning around and you got a dress code that says that a kid can't wear this kind of clothing and then somebody brings a, a lawsuit that should be thrown out of court immediately. Well, I think one of the yeah. solutions is maybe to get rid of punitive damages in civil court because right now you can you can use punitive damages to severely punish institutions and people in general when punishment should be handled in criminal court, which is a much higher standard for, for convicting someone. But right now we're using civil court to literally uh, effectively convict people and then punish them beyond what actual damages are. Civil court, as I understand it, is supposed to be for, for financial damages and such as that nature. So if if I um, – if, say if, if RD and I are in a car accident and I cause it, then, then my responsibility is to, to 
pay for the damage. And and if I don't pay for it, then he could sue me, and he could right sue me now. for the actual damages, but not. But but but, but he, doesn't, he doesn't sue me for for maybe running the stoplight. That's that's the criminal aspect. That's the criminal side of the law that that would prosecute me for running the stoplight and breaking the law. Well, and, I just had a seventeen year old son that someone pulled out in front of him while he was going down the road. Yeah, no way to react. Mm-hmm. He has a bad accident that it could have no been life fault. threatening. Yeah, he there's nothing he could have done. She turned right out in front of him. Okay, there's no license on the van. Mm-hmm. The insurance in the glove box is expired mm-hmm. and she is not even the owner of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. She doesn't own the car, so she's driving somebody else's car with no insurance. She almost kills my son and his best friend and then uh uh, she doesn't have any insurance, right. and there are no charges filed. Wow! And uh, and I don't know. Uh, she didn't have any insurance. I'm out. You Chances know, like are a, she didn't have. A she job. didn't have any. In, they didn't have insurance. Uh-uh. I didn't hear that part of it, bud. Nope, did not have any insurance. Just found out she wasn't the owner of the vehicle. She didn't have insurance, and the insurance card in the glove box wasn't even for the van that that was And nothing was happened from. to her at all, right? Not not, not yet. So I'm I'm about to start. Who owned her the, the police department? Or did she uh, did she steal somebody's car? Who she's, knows? The she's police driving just let it like go. she stole it because she did. Yeah, wow. she, the, I think she was high as a kite because I was there as soon as the accident happened, and that she never put two words together that made any sense the whole time that they, and they didn't that check it was her for over that. there. Oh no, there's no. So she's out yeah. running around now, and I'm out. Of, well, Artie, uh, who who was at the scene? Was it uh, Cabot, Cabot or, or County? Cabot Police was at the scene. Because, I mean, it was on the road there on 5. Right. So, and Cabot didn't check for sobriety or anything? No, no. They said they do not. They, they did not check for that. Why? I, I'm going to get those questions answered. I just got the call from the insurance company yesterday after their investigation to find out she was not the owner of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know who she was. And the insurance that she gave the police was not even for the car that she was driving. And... They're not. That they're not a ascribing right uh, any kind of uh, blame to anybody. Oh, I mean, no, I it understand. was her fault. The accident. Oh, they was said it was her yeah, fault. So yeah, but they, if she's they not insured, that. well, I understand that. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you can sue her, but what good? But I'm hearing you. Yeah, like you wouldn't get anything. Uh, yeah. So I bet you she doesn't have a job. You know, and even I, if you I were make sued. more money in court than I do by suing people. If people want to sue me, you know, I try to do what's right. But yeah. and I'm gonna, I'm going to not going to. I'm gonna treat my kids the way that that God tells me to treat them. I'm gonna treat them. I'm gonna teach them respect and obedience. And as long as they're in my house, they're gonna obey by my rules. And if somebody wants to sue me, then just sue. Have at it. Yeah, sue try me. it. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I'm if not. Some, if I'm not somebody, gonna stay in bed because somebody else is is a bully. I just. It's in these cases. Want. It's in these cases that if the state brings an investigation into you and it you end up having to get a lawyer and blah 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 and end up having to you know spend x amount of dollars to to uh, protect yourself from the state i do believe it should be your right if you're found not guilty of anything to be able to bring suit back on the state to recover at least the costs marshmallows family no you know what I'm saying? The dog walker. Yeah. You started off with yeah. several right. when, thousand when, dollars it cost him after yes, the neighbor did. called him, right. and called and, on and him. And I think there's there's some legitimacy to that because when someone's basically slandering your name and then dragging you to court, when there's no evidence for the charge, 
Then, uh, and there, there is a legislator um, last legislative session that brought up a bill that would do essentially what you're describing is giving an individual the the right to bring a lawsuit against I think the prosecutor when the prosecution is malicious essentially when well, in this case it's not the prosecutor at this time it's family services they get involved you know as well as I do fight them. you got to fight the state well and, and even then and I think Alan Clark is is kind of <laughs> latched onto this problem is that. Not only do you have to fight them, but a lot of times the court battle is secret. You can't even, and, and that's the problem too, because you're supposed to be able to face your accusers, face your accusers. But the other, the other aspect of, of keeping a free society um, free, I think, is transparent court systems. But when you hide the, the system between a, a, secret, a secret court, when people can't actually discover, you know what, my neighbor's being really hammered by the government over here. I'm going to help him because I'm angry about that. But when you put it in secret, then and, and you tell the people you put a gag order on the people that are being assaulted by the government. Then wh- what do they do? They, they just become desperate and and they they have to submit it because they're being yelled at because they're being threatened to have their ch- children taken away from them. Yeah. Well, again, I go back to this story to. that we're we're talking about here, and that is we have a woman who is a good mom. Who was the, the family's taking care of their kids? They live in Wilmette. Wilmette is one of the most How affluent suburbs nice. of mm-hmm. Chicago. It's not like Upscale. these kids were living in the basement or something. It wasn't not that way at all. Taking care of their parents bought them a dog, a seventeen-year-old and an eight-year-old, and the 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 deal 17. was with with the parents was and the kids was that we'll buy the dog. You got to raise the dog. You take care of the dog. You all must share the responsibility of walking the dog. The dog all right. And the kids are doing their part. And some busybody. Hmm. I'm trying to think who who's the, who was the lady that was in Bewitched that was always looking through the curtains. Uh-huh. That's what these people <laughs> remind me that. of. All right. And they're oh, did you see that? Did you? See? Those kind of people drive me crazy. They're in. They're they, out there. They though. infect our society. Well, and, I, and right, I said infect. You are a disease, as far as I'm concerned. You infect our our society. And are you telling me I need to take a break? Okay, I'm being told by Russ. I got to take a break. We come back. I'll I'll take this story and move to another story about in Texas. You can't walk your kid to school anymore. If you step on the property of the school as a parent bringing your kid to school, they can arrest you. What? I'll tell you about that when we come back on the Dave Ellswick Show. There was there's a story. Uh, you've you've got it on your phone there, uh, Elizabeth. Can you just draw it up, or it's on your your tablet? Right here in front of me. Okay. Where? I'll let you go. You, you sent it to me. I haven't gotten the email yet, so you go uh-huh. ahead. We just know that this woman dared to send her daughter at eight years old around the block with their new dog. Oh, no, no, not that. Not that. I'm talking Sorry. about the Texas school that tell, told the parents they may not bring, they may not walk onto the campus of the school, bringing their, their kids to school. You can't do it. I don't have Who that Who pays one. for the campus? It's just, yeah, really. Is it, is it, is it <laughs> illegal? Is, my children is, is it a public there? school? Is it a public school or yes. is, it, is this a government no. private school? No, this is uh, a public that's, school. That's, what's, what's the nature of public? Is it not open to the – when, when do we get to the point where parents can't come 
and, and, and be with their children on, uh, on school property? What? They used to come in the classroom and different sure. parents would come and spend the day Here and do go. activities with the class right. and stuff and, like that. Which is, an, we which, enjoyed which, is, which is a good opportunity to, yeah, we for, enjoyed for, it. for free um, security because parents could come and, and, and carry their, their concealed weapon and provide free security for the school. No, we no, haven't even have got we haven't that. even got into concealed carry. I got part of that that I want to get mm. into as well. Right. So this uh, comes out of Fox uh, Fox Twenty Six in Houston. It looks like okay. And I just sent you a link, Mister Dave. School's new policy bans parents from walking children to school. It says pick your children up from school. You could be charged with trespassing. Hmm. That's the threat against parents at Bear Branch Elementary School in Magnolia. Looks like that's in Texas. This is the school's tactic to keep parents who live close to the schools from walking on the school grounds. Oh, we wouldn't want to hurt the grass. Bear Branch is losing students over the pickup policy. It's been in place since the beginning of this school year. The principal has decided that no matter how close the student lives to the school, the student must either take the bus or your parent must wait in a long car pickup line. If you try to walk your student off the campus, you could face criminal charges. Yeah, she's I just don't understand this. <laughs> Wendy Jarman, uh, a parent, says she's threatening to arrest people. <laughs> Jarman yeah. pulled her children out of the school Monday, placed them in a private school. She lives in the neighborhood Good. behind the school. Her kids were walkers, and she escorted them, but they can't do that anymore. The principal won't allow it. The principal has gotten Montgomery County const- uh, constables to be her enforcement. This has happened to many parents. They've been cited. They've been threatened. If they step one foot on school property, they will be arrested and charged with who knows what. <laughs> Frank Young has one of the has one of those warnings. He lives close to the school. He also pulled his children out. Young says no effort to negotiate a better policy or even hundreds of signatures on a petition got the district to change the policy or the bully tactics. Mrs. Ray's policy is implying that a parent doesn't have the ability or capability to decide what is safest for their children and that the school district does. He says, I disagree. Most parents do. Uh, The school district responded to a request for comment with a statement fully supporting Principal Ray, saying the goal is a safe dismissal process. But parents who have been coming to the school for years say there was nothing unsafe about the old pickup and drop-off procedures. They say this is simply a principle that's overstepping (laughs) her boundaries. Young says some parents are just going along with the principle to keep peace, but he says not speaking up allows a poisonous environment to fester. Quote, the most toxic thing we can do for our kids is not fight for truth and justice unquote thank you very much well you know what this makes me think about (laughs) okay by the way fox 26 says they know two other parents who were just threatened with arrest they're not ready to speak about it publicly yet but other parents told us the principal's my way or else tactics go deeper than the dismissal process parents say not only are students leaving because of it but teachers and staff are leaving the school too they should be Good. Remember last week when we started, or week before last, we were talking about how much money the school teachers get paid 
we were talking about how we have allowed our children to be brainwashed by the schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now the schools have actually gotten bold enough to tell a parent you can't come to you, you can't, can't, can't come walk on the property with your own child. Oh dear. Who, they better be glad I'm not in that school district. Who do, the, who do these people think the children belong to? The well, state? Well, you know they absolutely think they belong to them. And, and you are not to supposed to be raising your own four, children. I think yes, start them out about four, and, and they're and they're and they're working on reducing that age even more. I think with with pre K and whatever else. How dare they? Oh, yeah. How dare they? But the, but the problem is that in so many cases, we've let them do it. We've well, asked them, and here we've in had Arkansas, our hands out. We've we, we're we're too we're latched on to the to the teat of the hog, and we're sucking hard, and we don't want to let go, and we keep wanting more of this garbage government socialist mess that's the reason you don't have uh creation taught in school along beside evolution because they're afraid it would affect the federal money coming in there's no let me law just say if, if evolution was true we wouldn't have stupid administrators like that. <laughs> that's all i'm saying hey take a look there's a picture of two sisters catering wow and they're out catering today and look at all <laughs> of that ding dong cake that they're oh, serving wow, man, that looks good. i should have been offered to come there okay a break we'll be there <laughs> We'll be back in about six minutes. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. If you just missed us uh, in the first hour, you missed our uh, discussion, you can go back and watch it on Facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show, and you can watch a replay of it and listen <laughs> to what we're talking about, about people getting being busybodies. I mean, that's what we used to call them when I was a kid. <laughs> What was Gladys Kravitz? That's her name. From uh, Bewitched. Perfect example. <laughs> yeah. Perfect example of a busybody. That you know, the, you know who I'm talking about. It's the people who 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 stand at the corner of their their big uh, you know plate glass window in the living room, and at the edge of the curtains, they pull back the curtains just enough so they can look over at your house or whatever. See what's going on so they can tell everybody else that this was even more prevalent during the years that there were party lines. Mm-hmm. Now, a party line, just to explain it to you, because I know there's a lot of you that are too, <laughs> they don't know. too young to know what a party line was. But there was a time when you had a phone and you shared uh, the line with other people uh, if you had a telephone. There might be six people that share, and you'd have to, you know, say, uh Mrs. Parker, I'm expecting a call. Uh, you've been talking for two hours. Can you hang up for right now so other people can receive some phone calls? <laughs> or how calls many times well? did it ring? And then you know who, who yeah. the call is coming in yeah, for. Yeah, kind of things like that. But, you know, so they get on the party line then, and whoever was there, they'd pass out all the juicy gossip. <laughs> you know, do you know what I just saw? Dave Ellswick had his bare butt <laughs> facing right towards my window. <laughs> Well, that wasn't by mistake, ma'am. <laughs> I think it's much worse. Huh. With all the, um. I look at. I love you, Archie. I really, you're a good buddy. I love you. I'm just looking at it. But that, those are the kind of people you truly wanted to do something like that too. Yeah, there's people that make you want to back them off the plate. That's what you call in baseball, backing them off the plate yeah. a little bit. You're, or if you you're leaning over the plate a little too far. Get a, get a, get a rubber knife. 
and have the windows open and grab your girlfriend or your wife oh, and start stabbing them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they'll call, then they'll call the police. And then the police show up and you go, I don't know what they're talking about. I've always thought they were psychotic. You might want to look into that person's mental stability. They said I was what? <laughs> I'm not saying you should do that to your neighbor now. Hear me out. Okay. Bottom line. Yeah. I, it just, yeah don't, don't purposely, uh, purposefully establish probable cause. Yeah. You're liable to get swatted and it's your fault. <laughs> but bottom line is, you, you know the kind of people I'm talking about. They, they get involved in everybody else's business. And their lives are a mess. I mean, just a real mess. But they want to be involved, and they've got every answer for you of how you should live uh-huh. your life so that you'll have the perfect life. And they, and they have want you the, ever, and have they you want ever the government people like and that? They want their the gov- standards. And they want the government to come force you to, to, fi- to fix these little things that are maybe that they pref- don't like. that are preferences that they don't like. For, for instance, there's a, there's a guy on the road where I live that he's pretty frequently working outside and he doesn't keep his pants pulled up real well so it's pretty offensive and he's pretty overweight but the thing is though that you know it doesn't, we're talking it, pencil holder complex yes and this one this one may be more like a a, um, a a whole jar pencil holder but okay but, no, sorry i'm getting too detailed but at the end of the day it's offensive but it doesn't yeah. violate my rights in any way. You can yeah. look the other direction. I can drive by. I can. Good idea. Look the other. I can. At the end of the day, it's offensive, but it doesn't violate my rights in any way. Or if mm-hmm. you, if it's you, ugly. If you feel that it's something that you you want to let the person know, maybe they don't know that their sure. pants are hanging. Sure, at, and, and that would be perfectly. Per- that would be perfectly. Ah. You can walk up and say, you know, I just wanted to let you know, uh, <laughs> people can see your butthole. You know, I just wanted to let you know, and then move on. Well, and the thing is, and that, that that's the appropriate response if you want to do anything is to, is to to sit down and, and talk with the fellow and, and encourage him to to cover up a little better. But at the end of the day, it doesn't violate my rights in any way. It, yeah. it really doesn't, and I don't feel like I, I need to try, try to get the government to pass a law against. Um, so, this. do you think women should be able to walk around topless? Well, I, I, I do. I really have to answer that on the air. <laughs> I think that yeah, I think there's laws. On, uh, uh, there the are laws in the books yeah, about yeah. that. You know, but, for the people, but at the end of the day, does that violate my rights in any way? Yeah, I'm just saying that uh, you know, public nudity. Everybody might think that they'd be no big deal about it. Wait until you see everybody nude. You might change your mind. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I, I think <laughs> there are laws in the book that I was talking about earlier. There are laws about you know at, dressing at the day, modestly, a lot, modest a lot dress. Of, a lot of us are uglier naked than we were than we are when we have a limited amount of clothing on I'm we'll take your word for it Paul. I'm just saying. <laughs> all right but the bottom line is it, you know stay out of other people's lives like when they let their child walk the dog by themselves or go to the park by themselves uh i just it, it amazes me that people call the police on people like that or call family services and end up putting them through many times unmitigated hell about life that. is a I mean risk. I've done I've had my run in with uh, with family services happened to me when I lived in Kentucky in Lexington and my daughter has a condition on her wrist where there's a large group of uh, capillaries that come together and at times that swells up and um, a teacher at her school called family services because it was discolored 
and Ooh. swelled up, and they showed up to check it out. Okay, okay, I'll go that far and say, okay, that maybe something questionable about it. They walk in, freak my wife out, of course, because I'm not home. I'm at work. And she she lets them in the house. My daughter's there because she was at that point, I think, kindergarten or uh, first grade, and she'd only went to school half a day. And they look at it, and they say, what is this? And uh, Linda explained it to them, that it was a, a medical condition. This is what it that is. That we uh, had seen a, a, a doctor about it. Uh, a couple of times in fact and they said she would outgrow it which she has done and bottom line uh, they kept at it for over a year oh my you're kidding no they came by uh, visiting my house every two weeks Mm. well whenever you have an agency that gets billions of dollars yeah. a year they gotta then they've got to wow. justify so their job you know? just they, they just, wow. we don't want to lay people off you know if there's not enough crime out yeah. there so wow. let's that's, let's make sure everybody has insane. something to do by harassing people yeah the first thing they asked well we'll need a letter from the physician which i went and got okay and I presented it to this to the state people, and I presented it over to to the uh, the school. Folks. And that should have been the end of it. It should have been, but it was not. Wow. They they I don't know. They didn't believe the medical authorities. Then they didn't believe me either, or they didn't like what I had to say about them on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> now we get it to it. It could have been both. But what I feel sorry for or all three. Well, well and, and what at I, some point, when are we going to start holding these government officials accountable? Why are they not being prosecuted for their malicious attacks? Why are they not being um, held accountable like you or I would be held accountable if we were to attack people in the same way? Because they're special. Some well, pigs are more there. Different, there's yeah. different ways to hold them accountable. Dude. Dave did it on the radio, but the people I feel sorry for are the are the single people who moms, don't have a voice. Like the single that. moms, exactly right. or, or people out there, and these people show up and uh, and say, "Hey, you know, we we have a suspicion that your child's being abused, and uh, we're going to assume you're guilty right now." That's right. You're, and, you're and considered then, guilty yeah, until you're, you prove yourself. Right. Oh, and by, and by yeah, the way, standard our, procedure. Our, and yeah. our suspicion came from well, an anonymous tip. And yeah. And we're going to take your child away from you until we are able to prove you innocent. Or, or it may be a little, little more subtle than that. It might be, well, you know, if 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 you don't cooperate with us, we're going to take your kids from you. And so, so parents are terrified. So not they're terrified. To. So and I feel sorry for the people that that don't have a voice that right. that don't know right. that don't know the politicians that don't that don't know the sheriff and, and, they don't and know, the mayor and they don't know their rights either. And so they they end up. Someone comes up and tells them, you know, if you don't cooperate with us, we're going to take your kids away from it. And you've got to tell us all this kind of information or, or we're going to yeah. take your kids from you or threatening things like that as opposed to, you know, you do have the right to remain silent okay. and not incriminate yourself. Elizabeth? Get yourself in trouble. We have a social post saying, I don't know about getting arrested, but Collegeville Elementary School in Bryant will not let you walk your kids to school either. Really? Huh. I wonder what that is. All. I you, don't know what that's all about. They don't let you come about. on campus. I assume they'll let we'll you walk to them to school. That. Just don't let you get. No, you you said, they the said campus. you can't walk your child to school. Is that what Collegeville they said? Elementary School in Bryant will not let you walk your kids to school either? That's a social post. I don't hmm. know anything else about it. Look into that. So, if anybody knows anything more about that, 
If Please you're the one who posted, call us at 501-823-0965. We want to know more. Or I'll tell you what, what we got the name of the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me give that over to Russ. I'll just have him give him a call and ask him if that's the truth. I can get I can get Russ to do that. We'll tell we'll talk I'll talk to him when we take this break. Got to be a break in. You're listening to the Dave Ellswick show. Of course, sitting here in the studio with me is Elizabeth, RD, and uh, Paul. And at four o'clock, we are going to have a former police officer with us, and we're going to go back and listen to all this the sound. Eight minutes of it. It's twenty something minutes. We cut out a lot of stuff uh, of this stop that was done a couple weeks ago. Uh, with a guy who had a uh, firearm in his uh, truck. He did one thing wrong. He cleared the gun while a police officer was walking up. But what else was done was as was just terrible. This guy was, this kid, was, I'm going to call him a kid, was mistreated by and law was, enforcement. Was, as we'll hear on the video. On the, yeah, on you'll the audio. hear all of it. He was very respectful. Yeah, and we'll, you'll hear about all of it here in, in uh, at 4 o'clock. So don't go anywhere. I Talked to Jan Morgan about that as well. She's seen the video and whatnot as well. We talked about it yesterday for about uh, 15 minutes. A break, and then we'll do more with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show, and Russ is getting the information for us. He's called, he called, oh, he's pulling his microphone up. Must mean he's got an answer. He's like the final arbiter on my show. I am not the final arbiter. I do not answer to anything other than what I can say. Okay. So I will tell you that uh, the the principal is on duty over there right now, so they're in the middle of getting the kids out of school. All right. the person I did talk to, she said that it was currently it was due to construction going on on Highway Five. They didn't want people. There's no crosswalk there because, and so they're not allowing. They're they're going for uh, car drop off only at this time. Okay. What about not people who don't have cars? Sorry. Whether or not they're going to continue this or not, mm-hmm. I left a message for Principal Edwards. Uh, Tammy Edwards is the principal over there, and I left a message for her to call and uh, if she wanted to explain any more about this, okay. whether this was a, a permanent issue. Okay, so right now it's a road temporary. issue is what you're telling me. What's because that? Because they got some construction. Highway 5. They just want uh, cars coming in and the buses coming in. They don't want kids just walking around. That's correct. Okay. All right. There's a good reason for it then. I, I haven't been out to the school to see what the construction looks like. But maybe they feel it makes because drivers would be distracted. There might be Highway Five is a busy in that area. Okay, but just crosswalk. So, but the crosswalk is not there right now, evidently. So, okay, we can say they're being uh, careful. But we'll see what happens when the crosswalk is back, <laughs> as far as that's concerned. But I can understand that part of it. I, I can too. But on some level. Uh, uh, no, because well, if you got hit by a car, you know the first thing that would happen is they would sue the school. Well, it's I not, mean, that, that's absurd. I mean, I mean, that shouldn't that shouldn't ever find the light of day in, in a courtroom. I mean, if you if you get if you're walking to school with your child and you get hit by a car, that's you, not you, the school's fault. You you forget that's, the first rule: people don't, are stupid. Don't yeah, don't end up in front of a judge or a jury if you don't have to. Well, the thing about it is, you can stay in bed if you want to, but yeah. but if you, but like I said, if if you don't have a car, people just whether I'm going to get sued or not does not enter my mind of doing whatever I'm going to do. 
Well, because I will say uh, there are some things you probably know might lead to litigation, but you know, and you might say, "Well, let me weigh the consequences." I've done that just to be sure that I don't end up. Well, you're that's true in the court. That's true. Sometimes it's better to settle. It's better to settle something if there, if there's a dispute because you can't make money in court. When you're in court, you're definitely so, losing money. So what, what about if, I always said? It's only the lawyers. Well, that's <laughs> right. The lawyers only. So if there's a dispute, then I go far above and beyond what what I think's right and, and settle out of court. You know, a hundred percent of the time for the last fifteen years, and uh, because you know you there is a business person or an individual has no business in court because you lose yeah. no, you no matter why okay but there's a difference between this school and why they've said your kids can't walk into the the school and the other school in texas where if you even walk on their school property with your kid they can arrest you there's a there's a huge there's a huge difference with constables waiting to write you a ticket yes and there's constables there and it's causing you to lose students i'm surprised the district doesn't do something yes russ (laughs) just got an update on that they've got uh, from bryant parkway all the way down to alexander road they've got highway five the westbound closed because of utility work that's going on out there widening the road to four lanes Okay, so they've got one whole side of the road, okay? So I understand what's going on here, all right? Makes sense. That makes sense. That's being, that's uh, taking, uh, I think, a legitimate worry that you have people walking around first, the work that's being done, and secondly, traffic that's being diverted. That's a different story. So it took, what, 10 minutes, maybe 15, to find out the actual the facts it's called picking up the phone. of an allegation <laughs> that someone, you know, said they wanted to talk about. Okay, that's fine. But if we hadn't bothered to go find out the facts, all of a sudden everybody would be talking about, Bryant won't let you walk your kids to school either. <gasps> yeah, yeah. And, but there's a and legitimate what, reason for it. Was it it took a phone school. call. It's one school. There's road work going on. In fact, it's all the way down evidently five and they're doing you know work on the electric lines and things there so you know sounds like to me they got a legitimate concern for the kids makes Makes sense it makes sense it It doesn't seem unreasonable yeah that's the key doesn't it's not unreasonable but i'm gonna i'm gonna go back and look at bear branch elementary and try to figure out if we can find any Thing that has happened in the past maybe okay, or bear branch that's a houston school it's called bear branch it's in magnolia independent school district in bear county i Did it's it been reported out of houston so i have to okay. have to assume it's somewhere in that area montgomery okay. county oh montgomery county yeah i was gonna say bear county is up there of san antonio that's where bear is b-e-x-a-r Mm. Yeah, you don't want wow. teachers. I mean, you don't want parents showing up at the schools and that, that would be disrupting for, everything. That's just bizarre. Well, I was yeah, just thinking about we we up. talked about this the other day about the fact that most I think more parents need to actually go to school and sit in class and find out what the yeah. teachers are teaching these kids. Absolutely. So now, are they going to tell a parent that you can't come in and sit in the class? Because I tell you what, my child would not be in that school. Yeah, you period. Got, you know, they'll they'll have all kinds of rules for you to do that i'll just tell you that right now you'll have to make you'll have to call the school and make an appointment to allow yourself to be in your stu- in your uh, students that classroom. may be so but i would be doing that yeah. and the minute they tried to bar me from that school it would not go well yeah 
I was in the most rural area of Lone Oak County there is, and I went up to someone that had a very humble, I'll say a very humble house, and I knocked on the door, and the lady came to the door, and I said, what are your greatest concerns about the future of our community? And uh, she said, one thing is having to pay for health care that we can't afford. Uh, I'm working two jobs, and my daughter is unemployed, and I'm paying for uh, her health insurance that she's required to have mm-hmm. if she has health or not, if she has uh, the ability to have it or not. I said, well, that's a good one. What's next? And she said, uh, the kids don't have school books anymore, and the programming for what they're teaching our children comes from uh, I don't know where. So I have no ability of what my children to know what my children are being taught in school, and that scares me. So I thought, wow. I come out here. Mm-hmm. That she wasn't stupid. Uh, she knew it wasn't right for people to require her to buy something she couldn't afford. And she knew it wasn't right for a school system to be teaching the children stuff that the parents don't know anything about. And I Very perspe- agree with perceptive. That. All right. Let's get the news in. When we come back, R.D., Paul, and Elizabeth and I will reconvene and we'll talk about some other things that are out there that need to be talked about, like a uh, op-ed piece in the paper that came out today. Stay tuned. All right, back with you. Don't forget about applied research and what they've got going on. They have clinical research studies going on for things like some diabetic drugs, uh, dermatitis drugs, acne, asthma, testosterone, overactive bladder, kidney stones, uh, pediatric uh, IBS, that's irritable bowel syndrome, and uh, all of these uh, are available for you to get to, you know involved in the studies. There, are, there's some money involved, and they need people to take the drug and to make sure that it is effective as what the manufacturer says that it is. You may get the drug, you may get a placebo. Uh, you never know how that's going to work, and you need to go to their website at. ARCArkansas.com, ARCArkansas.com. You'll see all these studies. Pull down the uh, the pull down tab and look and see if you meet the requirements. You know, age, male, female, or it doesn't matter uh, if you're suffering from uh, the problem. For instance, on the asthma, moderate to severe, uh, you have to be a person 12 to 80 years old. Uh, you or been diagnosed with moderate to severe asthma. You regularly use both a uh, corticosteroid. Is that correct? Come on there, Russ. Corticosteroid. Okay, thank you very much. I'm not a doctor. That's why I didn't go to medical school. Rescue inhaler and a long-acting beta uh, inhaler. Uh, If you have those, if you meet that, you could be part of the study. Again, go to ARCArkansas.com or call them at 501-954-7822 and see if you can pass to get into these clinical research studies. Or call in and say, um, I'm such and such, fill out the the uh, questionnaire, and then when they have studies that come up that you would be you know, good for, they'll call you back and they'll get you all set up. Uh, for that, that's with applied uh, research. Keep that, uh, keep those folks in mind, if you would. Thank you very much. All right. So today, I wonder if you were you came across 
page 4B in the newspaper and read their editorial today. What could have been? Thankfully, this is only local news. In the aftermath of 9-11, somebody said that a person with a bag of flour and a crop duster could do more damage at a football game than anybody with a gun. As the man in the movies once said, a person is smart, but people are panicky animals. Today, most folks in central Arkansas are just happy that nobody was seriously injured at War Memorial Stadium over the weekend. Something happened Saturday night, few know exactly what, that set off a panic at the Salt Bowl. In passing, and only in passing, yeah, okay, let's mention that a football game between Bryant and Benton was canceled in the third quarter. The papers are still full of rumors. Somebody was quoted having heard a shout of gun or shooter during the panic. Maybe there was a fight. Maybe a ruckus knocked over something that sounded like a shot being fired. What's safe to say now is that folks were sent scrambling over barriers onto the field. Some people were knocked down, and what was supposed to be one of the biggest nights of the fall turned into this. And that was just at the stadium. Now, imagine all the parents getting phone calls at home from screaming, crying, confused children who were cowering in the stands and not being able to do a damn thing about it. Now, imagine, if you dare, that at War Memorial, okay, and we just had all that, right? Now, let's let's pick up their real intention in writing this opinion piece. They're building up to something. They gave huh? us uh, they they gave us five paragraphs up to that point. Now they're going to give us three more. Now imagine if you dare that at War Memorial the other night there were fifteen or twenty or fifteen hundred people with concealed carry weapons under their shirts. There were actual thought. Uh, there were there was actual thought of uh, allowing handguns at football games when Arkansas's legislature met last year. The NRA and those lawmakers in its grasp didn't cotton to an exemption to the law banning guns at these games. Thankfully, the amendment passed before the U of A was kicked out of the Southeastern Conference. But it does show that to some lawmakers, uh, a rating by the NRA is more important than the safety of their constituents. What happened Saturday night during the Salt Bowl could have been much, much worse, especially if folks started pulling out their glocks and playing protector of the public, causing even more panic and confusing the real security officers there. It could have been the end of Reservoir Dogs times 10. There are many lessons here. The first, let's all keep our heads, and that includes our betters at the ledge. I read that today. Could have, could have, could have, could have. Lots of things could have happened. But the fact is that there are statistics that actually talk about things that, you know, the fact is concealed carry permit holders are probably some of the most level-headed people in the population. Well, what I find interesting is I just want you to think for a moment when, the you know, concealed carry on campus was passed and they can carry guns now on campuses Mm -hmm. all over Arkansas. They said it was going to be the wild, wild west now, and kids were going to be shooting each other in the dorms oh, and yeah. all kinds of stuff. I mean, blood everywhere. Everywhere blood. Just everywhere. You know? They're going Running going down crazy. the streets. Yeah. Talk about undue panic, all right? Let's talk about how the newspaper acts about this. Undue panic. Uh, 
How many kids have been shooting up to college campuses? What? I don't think Wait. we've heard of any. None. Zero. Well, we would have heard about it if oh, there had been better, a problem. You we better believe heard about it. it. Did not even happen. So it, here's what I'm going to I'm going to blow them away. There's some people that consider that the Second Amendment overrides what they say at the particular venues. Do they have? Uh, did they have metal detectors at all the entrances at War Memorial? I doubt it. Okay, so I'm going to assume that's the case still, which means that people walked in, and there were people that are like me that think that the Second Amendment is overrides all these other laws. And I walk into there, and under my shirt, there's a 38 maybe, maybe something bigger. And I'm sitting, I enjoy the game, have, and I'm having fun. And none of those people that are just exactly like me, because there were, there were, I'm telling you right now, there were people concealing at mm-hmm. that football you game. You betcha, baby. And nobody got shot. And nobody knew. Yeah, and nobody knew. That's exactly right. And uh, this is just, I'm, I'm hoping that Greenberg is not one of the people who ascribes to this kind of idiocy straw man argument. Because that's what this is. This is a straw man argument. They built up a straw man, and then they knocked it over, and they thought, how smart we are. Well, now, you it, just show uh, your uh, ignorance. Well, at some point, it's like saying, well, if you go swim, if we have all these people swim in the ocean, they're going to be eaten by sharks. Okay, maybe they could be eaten by sharks, but the fact is that they don't. And the fact is that this is – we're talking about ideas that just don't have, um, don't have any foundation in fact, and the facts are actually – the very opposite is the fact that – we're talking about concealed carry permit holders that are probably less likely to shoot your children or shoot your friends and neighbors than the police are because they're very, very responsible citizens and their crime rates are incredibly low and you're more afraid of them than you are of your government. Yeah, well, name name how many times concealed uh, you know, gun holders have a, have went and got a license and went through all the rigmarole and BS you got to go through that have been out in public and just killed thousands of citizens. There's blood running in the streets I'm, as we I'm, speak. I, I'm looking out. And right. we, they we, got, they've got, they've started we, a brand new uh, division of state government. And it's the people who walk around the streets with the hoses to wipe the blood off. And some of them have to care, have to ride in boats because it's so it's so it's so deep. It's, it's so deep. I hadn't really thought about the fact. I'm looking at RD. RD's not talking because well, he knows if I you. start, look out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the straw men are, are the people that we elected that wouldn't stand up to the uh, colleges and. and and protect the right to carry them. I well, think that's the straw men. They mentioned and, straw and the, men. The problem is that we're, we're we need more we need more freedom in this state. No, wait, not I'm, less now freedom. you're talking about cowards, <laughs> right? All right, there's a but, difference. The, the problem is that we, we yeah, suck up okay. to these socialist institutions that are state funded. Why is it that that especially Republicans? Why are they continuing to, to suck up to these socialist institutions that are basically um, developing people into Democrat voters? Why do they continue this garbage? Because they need they need their vote they need their vote. But they're not they're, voting for them. Well, hey, you may be they surprised. Don't, they don't if, want to vote. <laughs> they want the money that comes through 
the uh, teachers. Uh, Both but, sides uh, together on that one, and it's all about the money and, and the power. How, how, how is it that they care? They're not getting votes from these college professors anyway. What is it that they're sucking up to? Hey, you may be surprised maybe, many, maybe how I'm many wrong. votes and how much funding comes through the co- colleges and, and how many people are employed through the colleges. Just like uh, city government and county government, the, the city elected officials put a lot of credence in the people in city government, county government, people in school systems, and in the, in the people in the colleges. I mean, those people those people vote. A lot of those people vote, so it's a high percentage vote. Now, the uh, low percentage of the people that get up and go to work every day, and they're trying to make a living and, and raise their kids in the private sector. In the private sector, yeah, we we don't have enough people that vote in that sector. But the people to where their income comes from taxpayers. Those people vote because they got to make sure that their income keeps coming Especially in. Especially so, the school folks uh, because they got to keep those millions of dollars running through well, the system. And, and unfortunately, even a lot of the people who do work in the private sector, a lot of their a lot of them send their kids to these government schools, and they get the get the different subsidies and 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 um, and the scholarships and and such like that that are tax funded and they and so the even a lot of pe- those people are, are are still they have their conflict of interest when they're voting for these. Big government programs. Hey, you hang out at the Capitol all the time. You know how much credence that 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 these uh, colleges have whenever it comes to bills yeah. in the state of Arkansas. I mean, well, it's, it's no secret. And understand, no the secret. echo chamber is not just the school districts because as I take a look at the Arkansas page, this is the section of the newspaper that has that editorial in it. Dave, you said you hoped that the newspaper – uh, Paul Greenberg didn't feel that way. As I look at this article on the front page of the Arkansas section yeah. that purports to be a news article yes. with a byline, the first thing Who's they the talk byline? about. Well, the uh, the uh, uh, the sorry, the reporter is named Clara Turnage. Okay. The article says, you know, when panic broke out, what began as a few dozen people running away, nobody knew what was going on. It turned into thousands of frightened flan- fans. Okay, that's. That's a fair enough lead. But then the very next thing that goes on is the reporter chooses to go speak to a psychology professor from where? The schools. To get an opinion that bolsters, apparently, I would say, a certain preset mindset because, you know, because of mass shootings, I think, you know, we're going to think this way. We're going to do these things. I don't see anywhere in this article where they bothered to go talk to a person who believes in concealed carry and understands the ramifications of that this whole article that purports to be a news article is an echo chamber as well if and all was, it's doing is reinforcing uh, well, the very thing they're talking about which is panicking people who don't know what they're talking but about if it wasn't for echo chambers all right because they don't they, they're not giving a fair approach of the article as well they're scaring people while they talk about scaring people about carrying guns if it wasn't for echo chambers it's would, ridiculous would the left left-wing agenda have any foundation in legitimacy look at some of the garbage that we have coming out of the courts if it wasn't for the echo chamber that the courts have with themselves with the attorneys could they make any sense to the public at all I mean, sorry some of the arguments they use they're 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 crazy they're, they're insane some of the arguments that are used on and this by the so-called um um, legal elite, the, the professional law school elite. I'm sorry, this is garbage. That if it wasn't for echo chambers, uh, where would they go? Well, there's one thing. I'm glad there there wasn't a problem there at this school. But if the, 
at the football game. But if there would have been the problem, you know, you could have waited, you know, 10 or 15 minutes for the, for the police to show up to solve the problem. Sure. Or there could have been law-abiding citizens there that could address the problem before it got out of hand. And from what right. I understand, it all started because someone accidentally or maybe on purpose as they were trying to steal it knocked over a barricade. Mm. All of this because of that. It doesn't make sense on any level. All right. Got to get a break in. Don't forget about Aero Plumbing. Arrow Plumbing has their 100% satisfaction guarantee. That is, if you're not 100% satisfied with their service that they've provided, they will refund all of your money. goes even further than that. Say your plumber swears in your home, doesn't wear the little booties on their shoes when they're inside your house, or perhaps you find out that the person that's inside your home has not been drug test it, you don't have to pay for the service then either. If a repair fails in the first year, they'll repair it again at no charge. That's all the promises from Aero Plumbing. The reason I use them, been using Earl's uh, folks at Aero Plumbing now since 2004, 2003, take it back, 2003. AeroPlumbing.net or on Google, just Aero Plumbing. All right, uh, last segment of this hour. Next hour, you don't want to go anywhere. We're going to have a uh, former law enforcement officer in. We're going to play the audio. We have taken the video of the uh, traffic stop in Greenbrier a couple of weeks ago. And the name of the gentleman? Kirby. Um, I can't remember his last name. It just, it just okay, escaped me. With Kirby. And, Kirby. And, um, uh, he had some problems with Greenbrier, uh, Greenbrier PD about having a uh, gun in his uh, cab. And you're going to hear erroneous statements like, you can't con- uh, conceal carry in your car. And as Jan Morgan said, your car is an extension of your home. If you want to carry it concealed, you, you, can't you hardly, can do it. You can't and, hardly carry in a car without it being concealed. I mean, it's just no, kind of the nature but Paul, of it. Anyway, the, the, the thing that the guy said, it was in the in, His waistband. in your waistband. And, uh, that's, that's concealed that's, carry. That's, that's illegal. You that's can't illegal. do that. This officer wants to be a chief of police, and he does not know the law. And we're going to prove that to you. And uh, But we're going to have this police officer to talk about that here in the next hour that's what the whole hour is basically going to be about now i'm also going to use it as a way to teach you what not to do if you get stopped number one let me suggest that you should know what your rights are and you should know why you have those rights and the law that is there and supports your rights and protects those rights uh this gentleman couldn't come up on, on that and i will say I give him credit that he kept his cool, and the other mm-hmm. part of it is is that he was probably shook up because they had confiscated his gun. They weren't going to give it back to him, which I think in and of itself was ridiculous, and that the police officer said, if you're that stupid, you don't you shouldn't be having a gun. And Just demeaning. And yeah, he was very demeaning and stuff, and I definitely – think the people that this guy's running for sheriff up in Van Buren County should understand who they may be voting for. Excuse me, I got the hiccups. 
and uh, and should take that into consideration because would you want to be treated that way? That's good right. thing. And we'll get, to, we'll get to hear it here in a minute. And uh, as far, yeah, minutes. and I'm going to play. Right. The, you're going to hear it. All that we've done is take the sound from the video, and then there are some parts of it that we've edited down. And there's nothing that's being said. All that's going there's on, a, it's just traffic noise in the background, and so we a, didn't want. There's a big just, long. But the video's out there on social, so if yeah, you, if you want to see the it, whole thing, it. it's out there. And I got it. I can give it to you, Elizabeth, and we can post it, and we'll post it for everybody. But the bottom line is, is that you shouldn't, as a citizen, you should not be treated this way. Number mm-hmm. one, number two, it is incumbent upon law enforcement to know the law that they're supposed to be enforcing. Right. And, and sorry, the, the thing is, though, sometimes they say that, well, ignorance is not an excuse to the law. You know, if you're going to actually act aggressively against people and use so-called be enforcing the law, ignorance is not an excuse. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. That's a, what I just said. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's not an excuse. I mean, it is not an excuse. When, and when you need to know, and rights away. I think the chief of Greenbrier Police needs to learn some things about the law as well. All right, got a minute before we get to the news. Let's take a break. And I am one of the most pro-police officer supporters around. But if you're wrong, you're wrong, and you should you should bone up to it, all right? And this guy doesn't need to be a, a, a chief of police in Van Buren County or whatever. I guess it's sheriff. the sheriff. Right. All right, we'll take a break. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, let's move into the 4 o'clock hour. And uh, a lot of people are tuning in at this time just because they've known since last week, since I got the coverage, uh, the camera, the, the video, camera, the video of the camera that the police officer had on from that traffic stop. Was it week before last that the traffic stop happened? No, it was about three or four months ago when oh, that actually that happened. Long? So they, okay. they they kept Kirby's um, gun for what three three and a half months or something like that. Was three it? months. Months. Okay, so so it's it's but the court case was was about a week ago. Okay, so uh-huh. we've got we've we've got the video. So what we did here at the radio station is we took the video and put it into our uh, computer, and then Russ, doing his magical wizardry that he does, went in and cut out all the traffic noise and all of that stuff, and uh, in between when they're talking. So that you don't have to just listen to shoo, shoo, shoo in the background, all right? You're I also gonna, cut out some radio chatter that uh, included some personal information that I didn't think we needed to put out over the years. Okay, so <laughs> all of that has been removed. So we took a 20-minute video and cut it down to a little over eight minutes long, which we're going to play for you in just a moment. But first, I want to ask Paul, we've, we've got a guest here in the studio uh, you know this gentleman. Why don't you introduce yes, so him to our listeners? Actually, the first time I think I met Tim was probably last week at the um, at the trial. And um, so, so Tim is um, Tim Loggins here is uh, is a former officer. He's a retired um, police officer, and he was um, kind of keeping track of this case before I was. Before I ever that's ever because you're with what Act Seven Forty Six. Is that right? Is that the well, name of the group well, that you're yes, with? You're with Patriots Act Seven Forty Six. All right, Forty Six, and and so he was. Um, keeping track of this trial and um, with Kirby and 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 so here he is Tim Tim Loggins and he's he's here to kind of help us have a better understanding of kind of what went on. Okay, so I want to warn all of us here in the studio: our mics are going to be on during the time audio. that we're playing uh, the audio. If you want to make a statement, just go ahead and make your statement. Just understand, don't don't say something like I had dumb 
I'll be going. You know, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I, you know, be so, something so that you can hot. say. Don't yeah. Your mics are going to be hot. Don't be Obama with the Russian ambassador. I do appreciate that. Okay. I'm sure that's my benefit. Just, you know, just, just warning everybody, okay? And I will not pay your FCC fine. Okay. All right, if you don't watch yourself. With that said. Tim and I have already had this discussion. Oh, you've already had this About the eight-second rule. Okay. I just want to set the record straight. Go ahead. I only look like this. I, I do have some manners and a filter. I've oh, I <laughs> Here, here's here's what's going to happen. We're going to start the the audio that you're going to hear, and Tim, as you hear things, if you want to say something, just put your hand up, and Russ is going to stop the audio right there, and you can say what you want to say, and then when you put it down, he'll start it up again. All right. So, as a former police officer, walk us through uh, what goes on. But before we start. Okay, so you pu- you pull somebody over because they got expired tags. That's what happened to Kirby. If you're the police officer, as you pull up, what are you first thinking about while you're still in the car? You're calling in the tags to see the owner, see if there's a warrant, see if there's any information you can gather on the person driving the vehicle. Um, you're looking at the individual to see if there's any activity that would indicate something strange, something abnormal. Your, your first job is to be safe. Mm-hmm. And and so I have no problem with what Mr. Emerton said at the, at the outset. He was looking at Kirby's activity. And as we know now, Kirby was reaching for his weapon, trying to get it out um, and, and get it clear and on the dash. Mr. Emerton saw that activity and saw it as suspicious initially. And, okay. and I would agree with that assessment. All right. So let's let's start it off. Here is the audio. Listen in. fire ants on me, man. You got fire ants on you. Yeah, that's. Why I don't know if you've seen me, but I'm having problems. Got I had to stop at the, My name's Officer Hampton, Greenbrier Police Department. The reason I stopped is your tags are expired. All right. As well. When I initially talked with Kirby about this issue um, and initially did the FOIA, we did the FOIA and got the information on the stop, my understanding was that um, the officer was startled or scared. He was afraid because he heard the slide go to the rear. And, and unfortunately, I don't think this video starts at that point. What they played in the trial, we actually saw the officer approaching the vehicle probably 25 feet or, or better from the car. And you could audibly hear the slide go to the rear as, as Kirby made the weapon safe. Correct. And, and I want to point something out. My initial thought of the officer was afraid in the adrenaline dump. I can't say that by watching that video. Instead, what I would say is the officer was angry because he never drew his weapon. He never put his hand on his weapon. He never said halt. He never said gun. He never said, let me see your hands. You know, code words that I would expect if an officer was, in fact, startled. And so that didn't happen. So we're starting with a premise that the officer was afraid, and, and, and that doesn't appear to be the case. And one other thing everybody should understand, that the officer is not the only one who is there that's law enforcement, correct? That's correct. The chief of police is there as well. He's okay. walking on the other side of the vehicle. So they basically come to the front of the vehicle about the same time, as I understand. The, Pretty close. Mr. Emerton was approaching from the left. Driver's side, the uh, chief was approaching from the passenger, passenger side. side rear. Okay. And he's saying he uh, evidently what we picked up Kirby is a construction worker, from what I understand. That's my understanding. And he had gotten into, evidently, some fire ants and was getting bit. He was kind of doing the the, 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 the ants in your pants dance. Yeah, sort of thing. so if you've got fire ants on you, you know what that can be like. Sometimes you act a little weird. So with that in mind, let's continue. Well, as when you were at the light, you got the door open and all that yeah. good stuff. Yeah. yeah, I got fire ants all over me. How you doing, Gene? Uh, Pretty good, bud. 
Yeah. I got fire in. Hey. We got a permit for coming in. Concealed carry? No, sir. Why was you unloading it when I walked up? Uh, because. Ah. Just my observation, why is that even relevant? As an officer asking if you have a permit or not, uh, Kirby's already cleared a weapon. He's shown a safe weapon. He's demonstrated no intent. They can see his hands on the wheel. Okay, so let me just stop you here. If I'm not mistaken, here in the state of Arkansas, you can be traveling with your firearm. You can be anywhere with okay. your firearm. It's in his in his truck. There's nothing illegal about that. He can walk down the sidewalk. He can be in his home. He can be in his car. It can be open. It can be concealed. It can be however he wants to. He's a law-abiding citizen. Mm-hmm. You have a constitutional right in Arkansas to carry your weapon, open or concealed. Okay. And, and this officer saying, do you have a permit? Um, number one, that's irrelevant, and that's leading down a line that he's trying to elicit information to get Kirby to say something he shouldn't because that's irrelevant. Okay. Pick it up. I mean, I didn't know it was not supposed to be loaded. Hey, first all right, of all, that's Chief Earnhardt. Okay, hold on. Well, then we're going to get in to this some more. Go ahead. I don't want to pick. Right. I don't want to dwell too much on what this officer is saying, but the, yeah. the, the information is erroneous completely. He's told Kirby that he can't have a loaded weapon. Um. What is the purpose of a lo- of an unloaded weapon? It's a rock. It's like a car without gas. It, it makes no sense. So so he, he's, he's stating a false premise, and he's saying it erroneously, and he's doing it on purpose. I, I really believe they had an agenda here. And, and okay, we, we now I have problems with this next part of this. You're going to hear this police officer. I think we've missed part of it. Can we back it up maybe about no, five it, seconds? No, he can't do it that way. He doesn't have a thing. Just, <laughs> he can't do it that way. But the bottom line is, is that the police officer's you refer to him as chief, blah, blah. Evidently, Kirby knows the chief. So, go ahead. Yes, sir. It's not Gene to you. You understand oh, yes, me? Sir. You got yes, your driver's license with you? Yes, sir. Can, can I stop that for myself? That sounds like to me, this is a police officer. You know, have you ever heard the term ugly American? Mm-hmm. Americans that travel abroad and, and think that they're, you know, they're special. I get the feeling this guy thinks he's special. Why? If if you know the chief, what matter is that to you? All right, except that you're you got your nose so far up his pants, evidently that you want to say I got, I'm watching out for the chief. You tr- you show the chief respect. See, so, you know, I'm I'm on your side, chief. If the chief knows him, he knows how many times he's been arrested in his lifetime. He knows if he's a drug dealer or not, and he knows if he's yeah. a problem in the community. That's right. The bottom line is they're, they're they're doing some verbal judo with Kirby. They're 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 getting him off balance mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're establishing dominance and and authority. Alpha male. That's exactly what that is, and that's because they're starting from the premise of Kirby has done something wrong, and and we're fixing to show him. And he hasn't. And let's hear more. What did I? Well, first of all, I'll pull you over for expired tags. Yes, sir. Okay? Yes, sir. Uh, as I'm walking up to the vehicle, you're unloading and racking a pistol. No, I just okay. took the shell out of it for you guys. I'll, Did you I'll rack the pistol? Yes, sir. Exactly. Yes, That's sir. officer safety for me, okay? Yes, sir. I'm the one that carries the gun. Yes, sir. All right, all right here we go. Who cares? Several things in that right there, Dave. <laughs> I mean, there really is a lot to, to, to get to here. I that, used to do. That's why I want to do this. It's a, This is training for my people who are listening on the radio right now or watching on on uh, you know Facebook. I used to do use of force reviews, and I would review the force that officers used and, and do clear them or, or not and find, you know, assess liability. And 
there is so much in this video right here to to assess and train with. Um, obviously, <laughs> I'm the officer. I'm the one that carries the gun. That that again right. starts with the premise that citizens shouldn't be armed. That's correct. Which is kind absolutely gest- not what the law says. Gestapo type. Um, <laughs> I won't say Gestapo. <laughs> no, don't don't be too big on that. And for his the, the terminology he's using, if you want to appear like you have some type of credibility you should at least use the proper terminology uh racking the slide well no what he did is he actually locked the slide to the rear racking the slide would indicate that he was trying to chamber around which is not what he did so he's either not being honest or or he doesn't know the correct terminology which means as a law enforcement officer you lose credibility immediately all right so i had somebody ask us a question and that question is simply this. If the officer was watching out for the chief, shouldn't he have communicated to the chief when they came forward about the gun? And he didn't. Seems like he was looking out for himself and no one else. It, you never know the nonverbal cues and the verbal cues that officers that have worked together have developed over time through experience. Um, it could be as simple as a... A hand gesture it could there, there's a lot of things that the video doesn't show so i don't know right. that he doesn't look out for the chief what i do know is there was nothing verbal that's right that said anything about a weapon hey gun gun let me see your hands mm-hmm. and, and those are just words that you learn you know that's police one-on-one gun gun answer. gun let me see your hands those are things if you're actually feeling threatened that i would expect to hear uh and we did not at the start of the video all right and gentlemen we, i'll be honest i i did edit this video i edited it out some dead space. It did not edit out anything that was I anything know. that would have been uh, pertinent, like what you're saying, gun, yeah. gun, or anything like that. Yeah, he nothing, didn't say none anything of that like... was edited out of this video. Yeah. yeah, it's all set up so that you hear everything that's talked about. Yeah, and we post it just so everybody knows. You go to my Facebook account, Dave Ellswick Show, there or Twitter, uh, you will find a copy of that uh, uh, the full yeah the twenty minute. A video of this uh, this stop and i have to stop for a moment to take a break uh and we'll come back and hear more about uh, this stop and and hear kind of a blow by blow look at this stop what went wrong why it shouldn't have gone down this way and why i think kirby was subjected to verbal abuse by the police department all right so what now oh pi roofing you need me to do pi roofing okay i look up on I'm not real good at, at charades. I just <laughs> I did terrible with charades. It's a great, great game, though. Uh, don't forget about PI Roofing because they are looking for people to be part of their uh, business because they're, they're expanding. They're getting uh, bigger, and they need folks that can use their hands, like to work outside, uh, are detail-oriented, and PI Roofing Home Solutions expanding their operations department to better serve their uh, customers. You want to build your future? You can do so with PI Roofing Home Solution. Uh, career opportunities and commercial roofing and service division, uh, residential roofing and service division, the Home Solutions Division. Uh, you can make a difference in your life and uh, in the PI Roofing business as you climb your ladder to success. Apply at piroofing.com or go to 501-707-3551. That's call 501-707-3551 and talk with Joel and the good folks at PI Roofing. All right, if you just joined us, we're talking about the traffic stop that happened a few weeks back 
uh, by the Greenbrier Police Department. A guy had his gun taken from him. Uh, a lot of erroneous information was shot back and forth by some police officers. I will tell you that the person who was driving uh, the pickup truck did some things that weren't too smart either, like racking their weapon and taking bullets out. And he said some Conway police officers told him that's something he should always do. Uh, if if people are telling people that from the Conway Police Department, uh, go back and might want to go through a, some training uh, as far as that's go. Bottom line is it's legal for you to have a gun loaded in your car. It is not illegal not to do to be able to do that. Uh, I've got a loaded weapon in my car. I, I don't go anywhere without my my uh, revolver, my thirty eight hammerless Smith and Wesson in my car, just in case I need it. All right. I also know this: if police pull me over, I always put my hands on the steering wheel where they can see them, and when they approach. And I say, how you doing, officer? What's up? And he says something. I usually will say, well, I want to let you know. I've got a gun with me, just so he'd know, because I don't want him to get all freaked out. So that, that's, that's, the real, that's the real problem with what's happening with, like, the Greenbrier incident. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's breeding distrust between law enforcement and citizens. Thank you. And now, now you have citizens. You know, you said you want to do the right thing and, and, yeah. and tell the officer, hey, I'm armed. Yeah. Okay, where is it to my advantage to tell an officer now that I'm armed? Because he's going to falsely charge me? That, that's yeah. creating distrust. I understand that. Okay, I understand. Okay, so what we're doing is we're playing the audio back from the stop. We got had the video, so I can't show it to you on the radio. I am, and I can't even show it to you on uh, Facebook. But you can see it uh, and link to it on Facebook if you want. That's facebook.com and slash Dave Ellswick Show. I'm just playing it for you here. We've edited out just superfluous noise, so listen in to the rest of this, and we've got about, what, another six minutes? A little bit less? All right. A little bit more? Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and continue. I've always been told to do that, to unload it. Not when I'm walking up to the vehicle. That's a concern of mine. Yes, sir. You don't have a concealed carry. You should not have it in your waistband in the first place. It should be laying separate to to begin with. Well, I'm under the... um, Okay. Yeah, I thought we have a concealed carry in Arkansas. That's fine, but you got to have a concealed carry if you're going to conceal it. Okay, now we need to stop it. All right, this officer is telling this gentleman he can't he can't conceal his firearm. Yeah, he can't without having a concealed carry permit. That's false. That is false information. Um, More importantly, I want I want your listeners to understand that that the side of the road is not the place to argue with an officer. Okay, Um, that's a good point. If the officer (laughs) gives you bad information, say yes, sir. And that's why we have courts. Uh, you're not going to win an argument. Now, if the officer asks you what you're doing or why you're doing it and you're not incriminating yourself, you know, um, go ahead and explain yourself if he's willing to listen. Obviously, this conversation wasn't a conversation. This was two people talking at one another. Yeah. And, and you're not going to win with a police officer, even a good police officer. If you just say it enough times, he'll start listening. No, no, sir, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And you do need to be careful about just keep your mouth shut sometimes because well you can ex- you can escalate the situation you can but you can also talk yourself into into some trouble too i think that's kind of what kirby if he had kept his mouth shut and left his gun as in his waistband probably nothing none of this would ever we never would have heard about the situation he would have gotten a, a ticket or maybe wouldn't have gotten a ticket for expired tags and he would have gone on his way well, i want to i want to say a little something about kirby he he was learning the law at this point mm-hmm. 
he had been told he had been told and and, and that's a that's a problem in arkansas because we hear all kinds of stuff and, mm-hmm. and, and since then kirby's actually researched the law and he knows the law and i've heard i actually heard heard him tell someone that we're constitutional carry he quoted the law verbatim he, he gave them good information now this was since this incident when it happened kirby didn't really he know a, the law he, he or at a, least he wasn't able to verbalize it he, he had a he had a he had an accurate understanding, but he was not able to verbalize it, as you said. He, he, could, he understood it, I think, well enough to, to, to know what his rights were, but he wasn't able to actually say that, no, but you, were, in you were wrong. That wouldn't have helped any in this situation. Even if whatever. you would have known it, it wouldn't have helped anything. And in his defense, how many of us haven't been stopped by the police and you're not rattled? I mean, and that's, I, and that's I'm one issue. of the most law-abiding people around. I get I look up and I see police officers' lights on. They want me to pull over. I'm like, "Oh, what's going on well, here?" You right, know, I, I kind got, of stuff. I you got, understand? I, I got pulled over a while back. That's been several years ago. Yeah, twenty and, seconds. And, and I, I, I didn't know why I was been pulled over. And the officer told me he didn't have a reason. He was just pulling me over to check. And he noticed that I was rattled, and I was. And I right. was. I was angry. We're gonna stop there. Got to go to the news, come back, finish this up when we come back after the news. All right, if you just joined us, we're uh, listening to the audio from the police stop in Greenbrier a few weeks back. Uh, Ended up that the gentleman got charged and had his gun taken away from him. And we're kind of running through this, and we have a former law enforcement officer on the air with us. And he's walking us through this and what went right and what went wrong i will let you know that the person was found not guilty uh when it went to court but let's pick up the sound uh, where we left off Your license. i didn't to do I'm that. not aware of that i've always been well, under the impression you that have to study the law to understand that I, I mean, all right I, stop I right there no, well, no emberton needs to study the law here emberton knows the law uh, what he was saying was disingenuous. Um, he's under no confusion. He understands exactly what the law says. He said that for a fact for Kirby. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know for a fact he knows what the law says. Okay. All right. Now we can continue. So, Listen right? to me. Is that all right? If you're trying to tell me your rights about carrying a weapon, I'm not, you just, should be able to tell me. Yeah, I mean, I'm under okay. the impression I have, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of uh, Arkansas stuff. I've read the laws and stuff, and, and I understand you cannot, that a state, can, a state concealed carry, but... You cannot conceal carry a weapon without a concealed carry license. Really? See, Period. I, I, I didn't know that. I, I knew that we have in Arkansas um, open carry law, law. You aren't but, open carry. No, no, exactly, but we... <laughs> All right, now we're going to hold on. This is a perfect example of you're not going to win the argument with the officer. That's exactly right. All right. This guy was bound and determined to just say, look, I think he's setting up Kirby just saying, just just shut up. Sometimes silence is your best friend. Well, I think think we were talking about earlier is Kirby was not real confident in his ability to articulate the law at this point. I don't think they would have made any difference at all at this point. It might not have. And I don't – it may may have been – I think some some have commented that they're kind of choosing people to – to deal with this that are not very well informed in some cases and so they're they're not it, 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 they didn't stop someone who was well informed and able to articulate well they didn't know that when they stopped no, no they didn't i suppose but they knew it very quickly into the stop sure 
Okay. If Kirby would have said, you know, I'm carrying under 573-120, I can carry open or concealed. 573-120 mm-hmm. states that a person may carry a weapon on or about their person in their vehicle or otherwise readily available. Please, sir, show me where I have to have a permit for that. They would have said, have a good day, sir. Here's your ticket for your spot tax. <laughs> well, it, maybe. I, I maybe, just think I this know. guy was just being a horse's ass as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, right. that's just my it, feeling. It, about I, it. I tend to think that, that – um, that Tim's probably right there, but I, I obviously none of us have a crystal ball. There, I noticed you didn't say you think I was right. <laughs> well, and, and you might have been as you might be as well. But I, I tend to think that that if if you know your rights, know the law, and basically you can rattle off the law to them, that I, I think Emberton would have given up at that point because okay. I, so I, I want to be yeah, able to ahead. get through this. Yeah, let's so go ahead. Let's go and start up again. Go ahead, Russ. That um, it doesn't specify whether you can conceal it or not you know and that's that's what i've i mean i've even went to like debate yes sir what's it say i mean I, it's been a long time since you gotta I've be on a journey within 25 miles from home i don't yes, know sir. where that that's one where comes from that, that i don't know the the chief is wrong there you, you got to go back on the history of the journey law in arkansas to that's understand right. what the chief is saying since 2013, the legislature defined journey yeah. as a journey outside of your county of residence. Correct. There were some instances where that 25-mile mark was applied back in the 70s. There was There's a lot of history there that, that was bad law prior mm-hmm. to Act 746. I understand. Yeah. And that was just tradition from the courts. Uh, at all that right. Point. That's Here we go. I just got back from a job. What was the job? Clinton, the other side of Clinton, actually Balkenberg. Okay. Was you on a journey? That's a job. That ain't a journey. Journey is the journey is to another state. What? Okay. You're on a. Yes, sir. Now, wait a minute. He's saying that's not a journey. I mean, I've seen that the issue well we didn't have right. a radio on i guess here we go the issue right now is i pulled you over for expired tags yes sir. and as i'm Thank approaching you. the vehicle you're racking a gun yes sir i mean okay my plain and simple yes sir okay i you know, understand um i mean i could have been a lot more aggressive had i not understood what you were doing well, i was i was trying to do that okay. for safety. hold on so but do you th- all right okay go ahead that gets to the heart of why kirby should not have gotten cited for 573 120 Mm-hmm. He admitted right there during the stop that he knew Kirby's intentions, and his intentions weren't to use the weapon against him or the chief. And 573-120, carrying a weapon, says with the intent to unlawfully employ the weapon. Correct. Mr. Emerton knew it immediately, and he just admitted it on the video, so there's no purpose to, to writing that citation. None whatsoever. No legal reason. Okay. All right. Let's continue. I think that's a good idea while I'm approaching you to be racking a gun. I, I didn't know you was already. That's why as soon as I was pulling over, I was Either trying what? to get it out of the way and get it up there. And that's what I've been told to do by Conway PD. Uh, do not ever rack a gun when you get stopped. Okay. When well, I seen you racking awesome. that, I could draw down and shut you. Yeah. I mean, I There's some of these things I look and he just starts going ballistic. <laughs> Okay, that was the chief we heard in the background that said he could have drawn down and shot Kirby. If you look at Arkansas law on use of force, neither an officer nor a citizen is able to shoot someone unless there's an imminent threat for serious physical harm or death. 
uh, to that person or someone else. So simply because Kirby put a weapon on the dash is absolutely zero reason for the chief to say he could have shot him. That's false information. It's it's not true. Uh, it's, Kirby never presented a threat to anyone. Now what he did, we all agree, was something he shouldn't have done. It, it was it was it was spooky because even even if you're if I'm walking up to someone's house passing out door flyers for a campaign or something like that, and I hear a shotgun rack, it's like oh, what's going to happen here it's in a few not, minutes? It's not spooky. They would have had their guns out if it would have been spooky. If, yeah. if they were, and if they I've were gone terrified. up to somebody's house and they come out with a shotgun. Well, the guy had a nice house. His cars was clean. The yard was mowed. He wasn't going to shoot anybody. Right. You I didn't. said, hey, how are you doing today? Profile much? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, he, and he said, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm here to help you protect the freedom of that 410 Stephen shotgun that you got there. And he said, man, you're good. What, what can I do for you today? There you go. All right. A police officer knows when somebody's a threat. All right, here we go. Let's continue. Like the officer said, where was the holster? It, it, was in, it was inside my waistband. And you're carrying the gun in the waistband? Yes, sir. That's concealed. You don't have a concealed carry. Yes, sir. I understand. I just, okay. I, I that was is under... not open carry. Yes, sir. I understand. Um, I, I've just, uh, I've been under the impression that we have a constitutional carry and uh, in Arkansas and Listen to me. Listen to me a minute. You asked me what the issue was. Yes, sir. I told you what the issue was. I'm not here to discuss whether you know the law or not. Okay. I'm just letting you know what the issue was. Yes, sir. The issue was me approaching the vehicle and you're racking a gun. Yes, sir. Okay. Split seconds, you could have been dead. Yes, sir. Okay. I was just trying to get. Don't ever do that. Okay. Yes, Never rack a gun when a police officer is around. Yes, sir. I just that's that's what my cousins always told me to do. Is I don't care what your cousin tells you what to do. Yeah, I understand. Okay. I understand. Sounds like you need to do a lot more listening and a little less talking. Yes, sir. I understand. Okay. And he, even Jason McNeil, he told me to do the same thing uh, not too long ago. He said I. I don't know who Jason McNeil is. He, he's a he's a he was a Greenbrier cop. He's a cop now. Well, I don't have any idea who he is. I don't like approaching a vehicle with somebody racking a gun. I, I don't care. I don't either, and I, and, I, and I understand. I totally understand. Don't ever do it. Yes, sir. Here's your insurance. And I respect y'all with everything. License. You know, I, I'm, I'm right here with you guys. You know, I I'm going to give you, you a guys. court date of July the 24th, 2018, 8.30 in the morning here at 11 Wilson Farm Road, Greenbrier. Okay. okay. If you have any questions about the citation, contact us. Phone number Monday through Friday, 8 to 4. Okay. okay, they can answer any question about this citation you have. What okay? is it? Your citation is going to be owner or fail to register a vehicle and carrying a weapon. Okay? Really? I'm going to have you signed by the X, sign a mission of guilt, stating that you'll take care of the citation or you'll show up for court. Yes, sir. Okay? Um, yes, sir. I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm sorry. Now here comes I, I the part that you know, I really I'm just, get. I'm just trying to serve and protect my community to the best of my ability, you know. I'm. I have kids, you know, I'm here, you know, I have my kids and, and uh, you know. I understand that, but if you're not smart enough to not rack a gun in front of a police officer, you're not smart enough to carry it yet. I mean, I, I've, uh. Okay. I'm going to take your so gun until the judge. Right, we're going to stop right there, all right? Days. If you're not smart enough not to rack a gun, you don't have smart enough to have one. I've yet to see the statute that. I agree. Um, obviously, this is the state of mind of the officer. Yep. This, this clearly demonstrates his state of mind on the stop and his intentions. He didn't like the fact that Kirby did something that, that well, he didn't like that Kirby cleared the weapon. Yeah. And he obviously doesn't believe that, that Kirby should have had a weapon to start with. That's correct. So as an officer, he's using his authority, and I would say it's abusing 
his authority, and he's removing the weapon from Kirby because he can. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, and, and I can't roll it back and just replay it. Uh, we'd have to listen to everything up to that point and then to hear it again. But he made that clear. He says, I don't believe you should be able to carry a gun. That's quite, exactly quite what Quite honestly, said. what he believes is irrelevant. That's the correct. Right. And, Absolutely. And, and, and during the trial later on when we actually sat through it, Kirby was explaining that in, in Conway he had he had done the same thing. He, he had took his gun out and set it on the, on the dash. But those officers didn't come to the vehicle quite as quickly, so it didn't spook them at all. They actually appreciated it. They actually told him thank you, I think, as he, as he, test, as, as he said. And I, I've heard of somebody else doing that as well. That, that was a, It's a common practice for people to set their gun on the dash when the police come up. It's, to, it's, it's a respect thing for the officers. This goes back to I don't history. show it unless they ask me. Well, I, I probably wouldn't either, but this goes back to the manufactured confusion about our gun laws. Okay. Okay. The bottom line is that, that folks have been saying all of these crazy things. It's not just Kirby. We just corrected someone on our Patriots page the other day. They said you're supposed to have it on your dash and it's got to be unloaded. Mm-hmm. There is so much misinformation, and, and I really want to encourage folks look up 573120. That's the law on carrying a weapon. And, and quit listening to your uncle's brother's best friend from high school that thinks he was once a cop or he knew a cop once. All right. The, the law says what it says, and the, the misinformation is, is what's really driving all of this. The, there is no confusion. You don't need a permit to carry a weapon, and, and folks just need to know what the law is. All right. And it's, it's, it's not illegal to set it up on the dash, and it's, if it is an act of respect in some people's eyes. And so apparently it's kind of – it's not an act of respect in, in Emberton's eyes on some level. But, but a lot of officers, I think, actually do consider an act of respect to set it up on the dash. I, I um, would I would say um, a but normal I'm not, response I'm not rec- would I'm be – I'm not recommending to do it. But. If, if you said, officer, I'm armed, and, and it wouldn't be uncommon to be told, uh, don't draw yours and I won't draw mine, right? That's reasonable. I don't, I don't want to see it on the dash. I, I don't I, I don't want to see it. All right. I appreciate you telling me. Mm-hmm. I've got a question. I was pulled over by a state trooper one time, and he looked at my license and said, uh, sir, do you have your concealed weapon with you today? And I said, yes, sir, I do. He said, okay, well, thank you for letting me know. Um, I didn't get a that ticket comes or anything. Up on their, that, but that's somehow, on their somehow he knew yes. after he ran my tags that I had a concealed well, apparently, I, that's what I'm asking. How did he know after that he ran I had the driver's one? license? Oh, after yes. he ran my driver's license? Yes. But he just asked. And uh, I just said, yes, sir, I do. Well, I didn't get it out and show it to him or anything. It wasn't any big deal. But uh, he was very professional. I think I changed lanes without using a signal or something. I, did, I didn't get a ticket. But uh, he asked, and I told him, and that was the end of it. Did you give him your copy of your license and your CHCL license at the same time? No, sir. I, he uh, asked for my driver's license, and I gave him my driver's license. Is that As, normal? Is that the right thing to do? That, that would be the right thing to do. And, and I'm not an expert on CHCL laws. I, I don't have one. I don't believe in them. They're crazy. I know. There's more restrictions under the permitting scheme <laughs> right. than, than not. I'm going to get one from Arizona. That, that's a good idea. It costs $60. <laughs> I know. I highly recommend it. But, yes, as, as a CHCL holder, you're required to present that to the officer when he okay. pulls you over if you're armed. Okay. If you have the weapon. So actually, he was being nice to you when he said, Sir, do you have your weapon? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. So he was trying to tell you, Remember that class you took? Uh, you're supposed to tell me this. And sh- you know, so, yeah, right, exactly. Um, but again, I'm not an expert on the CHCL, but that's what he was doing. All right. Well, he was very professional about it. All right. Thank Let's you. take a final break, then we'll come back and finish this up. I think everybody learned something listening to that stop. The guy that got stopped did some things wrong. But the officers, I feel, really 
were erroneous in what they were doing. A break and then more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Let's finish it up for uh, this hour. Uh, tell your friends if they'd like to go over uh, that stop and, and hear what the officer has to say about it. All you got to do is go to facebook.com slash the Dave Ellswick Show and click on video and watch the video replay of this hour. You can do that. So this, uh, what should we do if we get pulled over? I, I don't get pulled over very much. I've never actually been pulled over for speeding, so a lot of times I'm getting pulled over for something kind of weird. Like I have been pulled over for expired tags before or, or something of that nature. And a lot of times when I get pulled over, I just get out of the vehicle and walk back toward them and, and chat with them. And I understand some, some officers may not like that a lot, but I try to keep my hands where they can see them. I'm not threatening. But So what, what would be a reasonable thing to do? reasonable thing to do is remain in your vehicle um follow the officer's instructions uh, when the officer approaches have your hands on the steering wheel where you can see them if it's not time turn the dome light on uh, that's a plus now mm-hmm. none of those things you're required to do right um, but just for officer respect and to make sure it doesn't go south those are reasonable things to do don't be reaching in your glove box don't mm-hmm. be reaching for your wallet don't be reaching towards your waistband or under the seat just keep your hands in plain sight and follow his instructions. If he wants your license, he'll ask you. If he wants your insurance and registration, he'll ask you. And, and um, if you have a weapon in the glove box with, with your registration, tell him, hey, there's a gun in there. It might fall out. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want him to think you're reaching for the weapon. Right. Uh, just little simple courtesy things, and that goes a long way. Now, now what does the law require? It doesn't require you do any of those things. But you will follow instructions to an extent, or there, it'll be self-correcting. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for you as a citizen to escalate it. Uh, he stops you for a reason. He's got a job to do. Follow instructions. And, and if they're bad instructions, that's okay. That's why we have court. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, and, it's, and, and, and so I think, would you agree with some of the, um, sometimes attorneys will tell you, you should keep your mouth shut and keep yourself out of trouble. There is absolutely nothing wrong with uh, remaining silent. Anything you do not say cannot be used against you. Um, you can absolutely talk too much, yes. Right. Uh, why in the world would you admit to something or say something right. that's going to get you in trouble? Um, there's nothing wrong with, with talking to the officer. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know, hey man, what would you pull me over for? Right. Um, he'll, he'll tell you. He's required to. That's that's essentially what what I do at the very start. If, if, if he can give me a good reason, we're going to cooperate. If he tells me. You know, I was just I'm going to cooperate no matter what. Well, if, if he tells me that, that, well, I was just wanting to check and make sure you didn't have anything going on that you shouldn't have been doing. I didn't really have any probable cause to pull you over. Like, that's when we're probably going to start arguing. I'm not going to get in a fist fight. But, but I actually had an officer basically tell me that one time. You're not listening, Paul. It does help if you ask a professional yeah. what to do. If you do not listen, it don't do you any good. There you go. I'm just going to tell you right now, Paul, you're not going to win an argument on the side of the road. It's not yeah, going to happen. Right. No, I, I didn't get any trouble. I was, so I was respectful. Do it, such, but do it in court. Yeah. That's why you, that, you your sue pride. them. You take them yeah. to court. Civil yeah. liability. They, they, lose, they lose their qualified immunity if they're not enforcing the law, if they know they're, they're – falsely charging you they can pay out of their own pocket but there's some incentive there for them to do the right thing besides Mm -hmm. just being one of the good guys but but arguing with them it's not going to help all right so you're involved with a group that's on facebook is it easy enough for people to get involved with that group so if they have questions they can get answers yes sir it's uh patriots of act 746 on facebook just just look us up it's a closed group uh you have to ask for membership we'll look at you and approve you 
Um, we're right around 16,000 members right now. Uh, we're also starting area chapters in different areas of the state. Oh, good. Uh, Northeast Arkansas, we started in um, day after Thanksgiving 2017, and we're about 1,500 members. Uh, Northwest Arkansas has a chapter. Southeast Arkansas has a chapter. We're, we're growing every day, and things like this are making people really want to know what does the law say. Yeah, well, make yourself uh, available, and uh, we'll bring you on. Yeah, you, yes, sir. Absolutely. Can, I got. I need to get him and Ed Monk and, and Jan Morgan on all together <laughs> and have a, dis, have a discussion here on the air. It'd be fun. I'll accept that challenge, yes, sir. Oh, it's not a challenge. I mean, I figure you're all going to agree on most of it. Hey, why don't you? All right, so yeah. keep that in mind. Let's all right, let me uh, let me real quickly mention to you about Holland Bottom Farm. Holland Bottom Farm 321 out in Cabot. You can still get most of everything. No strawberries. I haven't been able to get strawberries in a long, long time. But you can get everything else that's out there right now. They got the watermelons, the okra, the tomatoes, the cantaloupes, the jalapeno peppers, yellow squash, cayenne peppers, green bell peppers. They've got peaches and blackberries and Robin Hood honey taken from the hives right located on the farm. Eat healthy with Holland Bottom Farms in Cabot off Highway 321. Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Closed on Sundays. Go ahead. You wanted to finish up there. Uh, I just said if you have that group there, you ought to have like the attorney general or the governor on. So maybe yeah, we can work them. Yeah, work them in so uh, we have some uh, some ideas about some of the laws that maybe we need. Yeah, that's a good idea. Won't be any problem. We can we can make that happen. With that all said, that's going to wrap up this hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. Bible guys are coming up next. The the big old power panel is breaking up. They're all going to head home. But you stick around. We'll talk about any questions you got that are biblically based, whether it's about the Bible or theology or whatever. That's all coming up next. 101.1 FM, the answer. Yeah, and even if you're a Gladys uh, Kravitz, like the lady in uh, Bewitched that I was talking about early on in the show today, the lady who stood behind the drapes and peeked out to see what the other people were doing that was wrong in every way. Let me speak life to you right now and saying mm-hmm. you got better things to do. I'm just telling you. There's better <laughs> things to do. It was all about uh, in Wilmette, uh, Illinois. In fact, it's been going on a lot around the country. Uh, somebody saw a woman allowing their 8-year-old daughter to walk their family dog around the uh, block and called the police on the family of how would how would you ever allow your daughter who's only eight years old to go out by herself walk a dog and uh, the police came and reported on it and said okay there's nothing wrong here however the uh, family service people got hold of it and it after several thousand dollars of proving that they were innocent the family now has been cleared of everything it's crazy it is crazy it's crazy it It really really is and um, i just I kind of went off. I had a rant the first hour yeah. today. This is not the country I grew up is what yeah. I was talking about. Because when I was a kid, my mom wanted me out of the house, number mm. one. <laughs> and they would throw me out of the front. Now, I'm a hyperbole, all right? They'd mm-hmm. open the door say, Davey, go out and play. Yeah. All right? Now, they did lock the door, <laughs> so I couldn't just come in and run in and out the door, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, as far as that. And I would leave in the morning get on my bike and go to the park and out by the pool and i I was several miles away from my house and all the rest and uh i knew that i had to be home 
when the street lights came on. Right. And that's what I did. And then mom, if they had had dinner already, there was food in the oven, kept warm, and I'd have dinner and take my shower or bath or whatever and crawl and go to bed. Mm -hmm. You can't do that now. It's incredible. You'll get reported Mm -hmm. if you do that. If your kid is just running around, you'll get reported. Mm -hmm. They catch him out there. I'm just telling you. I'm just warning you. You know, whenever my wife and I were living in uh, in Sweden, um, we um, my wife went to um, that they have these little centers around town, little play centers. They call it Lekskola, and um, and so she went there to take our little boy to play with other kids in the neighborhood. And when she got there, out in front of the um, little building, there was a row of um, strollers um, with babies in them, and no 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 one around. We would go in town, go to a major supermarket, and out front, rows of, of uh, strollers with babies in them, no parents around. They would leave the children outside, and they'd go inside and shop while the babies were asleep. Nobody took the children. No one abducted them. What nation is really free? We declare we're the freest nation in the world, yet we can't even let our kids play outside. Mm-hmm. We are not free if you cannot even let your kids play outside. I mean, we have lost the concept of what freedom really is, and... And you know what? Our freedom is in Messiah. Our freedom is in mm-hmm. God. And if you do not find your way back to God, America, then you'll never be free. All right. Now, i got to ask a question here. I'm, now, we're, we're – wasn't going to talk about this, but we brought it up, so we're going to go this way for a minute. Okay. Saturday, salt bowl. bowl. All right. People mm-hmm. totally panic at uh, War Memorial Stadium because they heard a noise. They didn't know what it was. Somebody says, gun. Mm-hmm. I think it's because people are constantly feeding themselves paranoia mm-hmm. over social media and watching mm-hmm. the news cycle. Sure. And if you're a believer, what's the number one command over and over and over and over and over again in Scripture? But fear not. Fear not. Yeah. yeah. That You know what? Every time you get scared like that, mm-hmm. you become an atheist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You stop believing. Because you're, you're, you're not believing that. Your your father in heaven, who made the universe, mm-hmm. can't take care of you. But you know, I'll give you. You're right, but I will also say that um, part of that's the curse. See, we talk about the curses that were listed into the nation of Israel. That if they okay. did not follow what God told them to do, He said, "A leaf will make you tremble." All right, that you you will be afraid of everything because you did not obey My voice and keep My commandments. And so we are a nation that has turned its back on God, rejected God's commandments, and therefore we are consumed by fear. We can't let our kids go outside. Somebody says boo, a leaf falls to the ground, and then we are afraid. Mm -hmm. And see, I believe that happens only to the people who don't really believe that God is who he says he is. And the Scripture tells us, it says, says, the Lord says, uh, or Paul says, for God has not given you, a spirit of that's fear, right that's but a from power, the enemy love and a sound mind so those of us who have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and put in the kingdom of god's dear son our rules become different but i think it's interesting there it mentions a spirit of fear mm-hmm. some, it's a person right sometimes people forget the fact that there are spirits in in the earth and there's a spirit of fear that Gosh. That, that if you knew if you understood how to discern spirits the bible actually says one of the gifts he's given to the the body of messiah is the discerning of spirits the Bible actually even says, try the spirits to see which ones are of God, because they might make you think they are of God, but they're not. Steve, he's mm-hmm. a Christian supremacist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we try. All right. right. 
Anyway, that that's the newest thing. If you're wondering why I said that, there's a book out now about the vice president, and they call him a Christian supremacist because he dare believe that Jesus Christ is alive, mm-hmm. has control in his life, and converses with him and answers his prayers. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. how th- This goes back to my first hour when I said, this is a different country mm-hmm. that I live in. That used to be just a given. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's – you remember whenever, whenever the in, – um, in the Old Testament where David would do something wrong, yet the whole country would suffer mm-hmm. for what David would do or not do. And I can remember – it seems to me like if you – all this whacked out, weirded out stuff, you can almost trace it back to the time when the – Obama administration lit up the White House with the with the, um, the colors. colors, and it was almost like since that time, now it's gone from being just two genders or two genders, you know, uh, attracted to each other, to where it's gone from that to being yeah. how many different? I mean, for, every, just, for everything that they say it, was wrong with the time that we grew up in, I will say at least we always knew who was a boy and who was a girl. I mean, and. And the fact that people understood you prayed to God and he gave yep. you an answer. I mean, now that's being looked at as uh, as being, as you said, as a Christian supremacist. These are these are made-up terms. That's a yeah. mental disorder, but not identifying with multiple genders is not a mental disorder. So they say, yeah. yeah. But that's if you, how but, crazy we but are. But what, 10 yep. years ago it was called gender mis- dysmorphia, where there was it was a psychological term. Problem. Yeah. But at but, one time, homosexuality mm-hmm. was not normal, and it wasn't just people being quote homophobic. It was psychologists saying right. that was a problem. And you know, God is here to help people like this. Right. People who are confused with anything, whether you're confused with your gender, or if you're confused with your your finances, or confused with your husband, your wife, your children. Yep. God is here to help anybody and everybody. That's right. We're all being perfected we're all walking through this thing and god is ever present to help each and every one of us and he's there for us to call upon and for him to answer us and for the world to now to say those who believe in god are the whacked out weirdos it reminds me of the words of isaiah isaiah said there is a time coming when they will call evil good good evil mm-hmm. bitter sweet mm-hmm. sweet bitter uh dark uh they'll call that light they'll call light darkness that day is upon us yeah we're, we're living it we're yeah. living it and now i just finished teaching on the the ten commandments and there's uh, you know one of the commandments is about um not lying and i taught on the principle of truth now people people talk about my truth well this is my truth and no, now there, it, it, there's it, either truth or there is no truth that is correct and what do we say the, the bible says that you, thy word is truth that's so, right so god's word is the final arbiter of all right and wrong and if you cannot agree on that then you undermine the very foundation that our nation is actually constructed yeah. upon in the first place now, it's not so, relative. No, it is not. That's what people are saying. If it's your truth or my truth, it's relative mm-hmm. truth. There's no such thing as truth if it's relative. Yeah. And people say, well, what, is, what does this verse mean to you? Or they'll say, this is what this verse means to me. At the end of the day, that's really irrelevant. What is important is what did God mean the verse to that's mean? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, who, you know, like someone says, well, it doesn't, you know, that verse doesn't really mean that to me. Who cares what it means to you? What did the author of the book mean when he wrote what he wrote? Is that a misunderstanding of the the priesthood, the individual priesthood? Of, but we're all, you know, we don't have to go to a priest for 
finding forgiveness of our sins. We can go to one person for that, and that the Holy Spirit talks to each person. He gives them the truth of Scripture. I, I think I think it's partly the the introduction of Greco-Roman thinking into it's like it's like uh, you've heard of you know Plato. A lot of people don't believe, but a lot of Christian theology today is Platonic. It's based on Plato uh, Platonic dualism. Okay, the Looking spirit the, the spirit's good, the flesh is bad. Right. I mean, it, a lot of this Platonic Greek thinking has come in, and now it's like how to you know it's like let's read the bible and see what is applicable to me i want to get what's good for me i want to see what i can apply to my life how's this going to help me and if you listen to it it's all me 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 when actually the bible is all him him yeah. him mm-hmm. and we've flipped it around because what were the greeks the greeks were all about the human form the human body they worship that so it's, so the whole focus in greek theology and thinking was all about the individual and in hebraic thinking is is all about the deity about God because we lost that way of thinking and understanding what the scriptures meant when people would read it they would go um I don't know what do you think and then so that's how a lot of our bible studies would go people would get together and they would read a particular parable or a particular story and they would do exactly what pastor Scott said and say what does that say to you and though it's not that that's outside the scope of the Spirit of God to be able to use a certain scripture to speak something to you, sure. but that does not mean that's the interpretation. There may be a different application, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that's what it means. And that's we got away from really true scholarship and try and str- true um, research and uh, understanding what the scripture is actually saying. And then once you understand those, and, and in the Hebrew, that the foundational. Um, what's known as the Peshat, that's the basic meaning, and you can take from layers from there, but you never undermine the basic meaning. And we start off with the undermined basic meaning. All right, with that, we'll take a break. Oh, by the way, Steve Hess, I think it's on the 20th of September, will be here in studio Mm. along with the female power panel, and he'll be uh, sitting in my chair, and Elizabeth will be here to... Hold his hand at times if he needs it. Overwhelmed by estrogen. And let him do it. Yeah, he'll be treading in a, a sea of estrogen. But he's yeah. used to that. He's married. Say, I yeah, got three daughters. So. Three daughters. Yeah, three daughters. <laughs> Whatever. I ain't scared. All right. Hey, don't forget it. Uh, Pastor Scott is from Agape Church at 701 Napa Valley Drive, Little Rock. Sunday service time is at 10 a.m. And their website is aclr.org. O-R-G. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick, and this is the, of course, Bible Guys segment of the show. We do it every Tuesday at, uh, of course, uh, we start at 5 o'clock, go to 6 o'clock, and uh, our main topic today is going to be on tithing, but I've got a question that was sent in, and those always take precedent. If you want to send us a question uh, by email, it's uh, bibleguys at Salem. S A L E M L R dot com, or you can call eight two three zero nine six five. Here's this is a multi-faceted question. Were the Gospels written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Were they all the disciples of Jesus? Were any of the Gospels passed down before being written down? In God's love, Marty Jones. Let's start with the first one. Were the Gospels written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Yes. Okay. Yeah. They are the authors. Right. And he's probably referring to some some books that are not in the Bible are referred to as pseudepigraphal books, and it just basically means they're pseudo-signature uh, books that are written by other people. But these all the books in the New Testament were written by the people for whom the books carry the name. All right. So, yeah. Were they all 
the disciples of Jesus. No. That's right. Not not in direct Luke, descent. Luke was not. Luke was not, and neither was Mark. Okay. Uh, but uh, but Matthew and John were. Uh, Mark was a disciple, if you recall. Disciple, it was a disciple of um, it was, he was the person that Barnabas and Paul had their falling out over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, if you read in the epistle of Peter, you find that Peter, Mark was also with Peter. So uh, where where Paul dropped John Mark, uh, Barnabas and Peter picked up on John Mark. And what what is believed is that while Mark spent time with Peter, Peter conveyed everything to Mark, and then the Spirit of God hit Mark, and Mark wrote uh, the Gospel of um, And I Mark. believe that was the first one. And then some people Matt, believe it was actually the first one written. We're not sure okay. that, but yeah, some we don't believe that. that. But then the Matthew, and that's why there's some similarities between that Mark, Matthew, uh, and John, and that John and Matthew basically amplified what Mark had started with. All right, so let's take a look at Luke, who in fact wrote most of the New Testament. In fact, Luke the physician writing, uh, at, you know, for the Apostle Paul. The, we know that Luke wrote. Of course, the Gospel of uh, Luke. Uh, Luke also wrote uh, the Book of Acts, mm-hmm. uh, and um, and Paul used scribes. You know, just like all the rabbis in those days used scribes, and it's uh, logical to assume that he used Luke to do a lot of his uh, writing in his uh, in his stead. But I would like to point out that that all these people, uh, Mark and Luke, uh, they were actually all collected, including Paul. They were all collected by Barnabas. Uh, so Luke was around before Paul got born again, and uh, Barnabas had invested a lot in both of these guys. So when Paul joined the group, um, um, whenever Paul and Barnabas split, Luke went with Paul. That's why you see stuff about Paul being written because Luke's writing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, but uh, Mark stayed with uh, with uh, with Barnabas, and eventually, if you look at the, in the book of the last, the second book of Timothy, which is the last book that Paul ever wrote. It's not that way chronologically in your Bible, but it is chronologically and time-wise the last book he ever wrote. And at the very end of Paul's life, he writes and he says, he tells Timothy to bring Mark with him because he is profitable for the ministry. And, of course, who made Mark profitable was not Paul. Paul bailed on Mark. It was Barnabas who made him profitable. Well, Paul got ticked off at Mark Mm -hmm. because he said Mark screwed him over. Yeah, he said Mark, (laughs) he he left the ministry. But it just shows how wrong uh, Paul was because he was really wrong about him. Barnabas uh, was the one who – is the one who actually made him profitable, and he wrote the Gospel of Mark. He had to be profitable in the eyes of God Mm -hmm. and the eyes of Barnabas. I also think that last part of Timothy where he also finishes that by saying bring some of those letters. Parchments, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. He says, "Yeah, bring uh, the uh, the, par- the books, especially the parchments, or mm-hmm. something to that effect." Yeah. So he yeah. was still a lifelong learner, even at the end of his life before he was beheaded. So, did you guys watch uh, that that latest movie that was out oh. about Luke and Paul? Mm-hmm. Paul no, I, the, I did not see it. Prison. No, it's so good. Well, yeah, you, you said it, it was really so really good. good. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part in that was basically they referred to things out of scripture by right. he wrote this and he says yeah that's really good write that down right <laughs> you know i thought that was it was just a really good movie it's excellent and it's not boring it's really good it just shows how the early church was yeah, yeah. that one and then that movie risen i like yeah the way that too. the approach that some of these guys are taking now is they're showing the humanity yeah of the apostles not everybody walked around with a globe over their head mm. that they showed the emotions and it, you know just how it worked they didn't so. 
They didn't walk around with a halo over no, their heads. They did not. No, they did and, not. And like six inches off the ground. Right. No. Yeah. Steve does. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wear heels. That's why he doesn't. That's, oh, oh no. And so that's why he. That, that's that's why he doesn't have Twitter. <laughs> that's right. He's too yeah, holy for that. Yeah. That's right. He is. That's yeah. correct. He says if you can't hear him in your head, then he's not going to write it. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> All right. Mm. We we got it. That was pretty good, wasn't it, Russ? Yeah, Russ, give me, give me a heads up. On that. Okay. We, we right. should go to commercial. Yeah, yeah. we're going to do that. But we're not going to go to commercial. We're going to go to the news. Our news. news is coming up. And when we come back, is tithing 10%, are you supposed to tithe 10%? Is it, is it a command? Some people say yay. Some people say nay. Which is it? Well, I'm going to turn over to... Uh, to Scott and Steve, and I think they've got a direct answer for for you, and they won't say, this is what I believe. They'll show you what the Scripture believes. Amen. And we'll get to that here in uh, in just a moment. But news is coming your way. Don't forget, tomorrow is uh, Thursday. Oh, no, Wednesday, isn't it? We're, we're on Wednesday tomorrow. Car guys are going to be here tomorrow during the 4 o'clock hour. All right, back with you. Hortons Orthotics and Prosthetics. They if Look, if you're a person that needs a prosthetic, or an orthotic, may I suggest to you to go to Hortons because their people really, really care. That's what their basis is, is taking good care of you, providing a lifetime of support. I mean, look, Gary Horton, who is the, you know, the, the father of this family that runs uh, this particular business, is the man who gave us the articulating need, the ability to build, to be able to bend your prosthetic. Before that, you had, you know, the the peg leg, basically. You hooked the, the, the latch in, in the knee area, and you walked with a stiff leg, and then when you went to sit down, you, it undid it. You, a lot of you may still remember when people who had those, and then they would sit down, and they could bend their, their leg then. Uh, Gary's a guy who developed that in uh, working with NASA. So, you know, Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics, go with the folks that have been, this is what they've dedicated their lives to, and uh, visit them. They're all over the state now. Uh, you got them in Little Rock, North Little Rock, and Bryan, and Conway, and Fort Smith, and Searcy, and more are on their way. Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics providing a lifetime of support. All right, let's go to the phones. John called in from Conway. How you doing, John? I'm doing pretty good. Fantastic. What's your question? The Bible guys are right here. Hey, Bible guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, John. Good to hear from you. <laughs> I'm doing awesome. So uh, I was uh, looking into some, uh, you know, the, the intro to Hebrew roots and mm-hmm. things like that, and you seem to touch a lot on how the first century church was uh, very, you know, there was a foundation of how they put out their word, and that when the Greeks got to it, they, you know, change some things up and put their perspectives on it sure so if that's true then would you agree with me and say that maybe that the bible is imperfect no the the um what we're talking about is that the it's not the original communication of the bible the original communication of the bible was was perfect it's what happened after uh after it when people got a hold of it and started trying to uh 
try to force it into a Greek stream if they begin to mess with it. The the your so is that the Bible that we have today? Your English Bible, you you could almost say is imperfect, but if you take it and put it all in its original context, original language, the Bible is not imperfect. But as a result of history and languages, some of it the because there were no Greek words for some of the Hebrew words, there were no English words for some of these words. They had to transliterate the best they could, but it doesn't make the story imperfect. It makes some of the linguistics imperfect, but not the story. Yeah. So one thing you have to be careful of also is that – so what Pastor Steve was saying is that the original Hebrew, the original Greek, these are were communicated you know, impure, perfectly. perfectly. But then how many – you know, John, we have what? 30, 40 different English translations yeah, out there. of the Bible. And so they're all somewhat different. So they can't be a perfect translation of the same word uh, because we have different ways of looking at it. And what we have out there is actually a lot of translation, actually a lot of Bibles that are actually not translations. They are paraphrases. So we only have a handful of true translations like the, the, the King James or the ESV. There's only a few that are true translations. The rest of them are... Are sometimes they're called revisions. Uh, the American, um, the RSV, the Revised Standard Version. So it's it's just a revised uh, version. You've heard of the uh, Amplified Bible, John? No, I have not. Okay, there's a Bible called the Amplified Bible, and they just took the American Standard from 1901, and they took that and they just revised it, or they wrote it in more modern speech and amplified a few of the Greek and Hebrew words in it. But it's not a true translation. So that's why we say it's important to go back and learn the original languages so that you can see the Scripture um, as it was originally <coughs> written. Uh, John, this is John Scott. He's, he actually attends uh, my congregation. Oh, okay. And and you know, John, you've heard me talk about how that we have uh, – we just got finished studying the Ten Commandments, and it's in the book of Exodus. That's what our Bible says. But you know, the actual Hebrew word there is the word Shemot, which means names. It's actually called the Book of Names, not the Book of Exodus. So when they brought it over to Greek, they did change a lot of it. And you probably saw they also changed the order of the books. So yeah. you know, so they, they did mess with it, um, but, uh, but the essence of the story, the essence of the gospel, the That's essence the of the redemption, it all is, remains intact. But some of the nuances and details have been changed because Greek just cannot carry the full um, weight of Hebrews. Like I said, um, you know, if you if you live in a ten thousand square foot house uh, and you're going to relocate to a one thousand square foot house, you're going to have to leave some furniture out, and that's what yeah. happened. Hebrew is a ten thousand square foot house. Mm-hmm. It moved into a one thousand square foot house, and so it had to leave some furniture out in order to fit. And um, and unfortunately, Greek is just not broad enough to fit uh, the Hebrew language. And then English, unfortunately, John is even smaller it's a hundred square Greek. foot house. yeah it's a hundred foot <laughs> so it's even smaller than greek so we had to leave things out in order to get the um the gospel into the english form all right john right. we're gonna we're gonna move on i thank you very okay. much for okay. calling in awesome. thanks for calling talk to you in. later john Eight two three zero nine six five. if you got a question Eight two three zero nine six five. tithing okay you hear this all the time uh you know tithe 10 percent. some say yay some say nay i like what my pastor does we uh, we take up tithe at the end of the service as a part of worship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we do a special song during the time that the tithe is taken and things of that nature uh i give online 
Mm -hmm. It's a whole lot easier for me just to get online and drop my ties in. But the bottom line is 10% biblical or not biblical? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Okay. (laughs) Now, the question should be because it is absolutely biblical, but because most people use that dividing page in their Bible between, quote-unquote, Old and New Testaments, they will therefore say it's not for us today. So it's biblical, but they'll say it's, quote-unquote, Old Testament biblical. Um, but you got to go, and, and Pastor Scott has first used this phrase to describe about tithing that I kind of stole, and I'm going to copyright it, <laughs> that, that tithing actually preceded the law. So tithing was first introduced from Abraham to Melchizedek. Uh, it was also and we talked about him last week. Correct. Right. So yeah. that's where tithing was the first time that tithing is mentioned. But then it's also mentioned through Jacob. Then when Jacob woke up from his dream of Jacob's ladder, the first thing he said, first thing he does is anoint the rock and then say, "Everything that I get, I'm going to tithe to you." So the tithing was established well before the law of Moses, well before the priesthood in, in the Levitical and sacrificial system. And um, we mentioned the Book of Hebrews earlier, or John did, I think. And it even says, speaking of Yeshua being in heaven, it says, here on earth, mortal men receive tithes, but there he receives them. So that is still something that goes on in the spirit realm, whether you choose to participate or accept it or not. Why do some – well, I I think you already answered this question because you said there is this differential that people have put in to the Bible. It's in the Old Testament. That don't count anymore. New Testament, what New Testament says, and the New Testament doesn't say tithe anywhere, or does it? It does. Um, the New Testament mentions it. I knew the, what he was going to say. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, Dave, part of Dave's job is just to bait us to get us to say things he wants us to say. Um, but uh, yeah, let's just you know, I'll, I'll you know, Steve just read something there from uh, from the Book of Hebrews that says that here natural men receive tithes. That would be if Pastor Steve or myself pass the offering bucket on Sunday morning and you put your tithe in, we're receiving that tithe from you. But the Bible says, but there is him, referring to Jesus, he is the one who receives them in heaven. So when you give them on earth, he receives them in heaven. And you might say, well, I don't understand how that is. It's things like this. You may not understand it. Your job is just to believe what it says to be uh, to be true. But if, even if you go out of the epistles and go back into the gospels, um, Jesus even uh, talks about giving the tithes. He mentions the, he mentions um, Matthew, for example, Matthew twenty three. He's actually talking in a hypocritical sense here. He says, "You Pharisees, you tithe of mint and anise and cumin. You you tithe the tiniest little bits, but then you leave the weighty matters of the law undone." justice mercy and faith and then he says the former you should be doing without leaving the latter undone in other words he says you should be tithing but don't forget about justice and mercy and 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 faith so jesus says you should be tithing paul mentions here that jesus receives your tithes in heaven uh it's mentioned in the gospels it's mentioned in the epistles it's mentioned in the law it's mentioned after the law it's mentioned before the law uh from front to back you find tithing as a a law of God, not just uh, something found in one section of the Bible. What about the you know the pastors who stand in front of their congregations and say, "Well, maybe you can't tithe ten percent of your income, but you can make that up by tithing of your time." You, I mean, it's a it's a nice thought, but you really don't find any place right. in Scripture where it's where that is actually. Um, 
encouraged or ever even mentioned. I think it's a, I think that's a pastor's way of trying to lessen guilt. Yeah, <laughs> lessen guilt, soften a truth, or in some ways, unfortunately, to believe he knows better. And if he believes he knows better than what's actually written, then he needs to find another job. Is it because some pastors are afraid to say the truth because somebody says, I don't want to hear that and don't come back next Sunday? I think part of it's also been stained by how much uh, money has been pushed um, in a bad way, how much rep- – The Elmer Gantries of the world? People who have kind of pushed the that the – you know, the – the sole purpose of the gospel was for you to get rich in prosperity, and that's and so it, it soured the truth that God does want tithe and He does want ten percent because why? It shows you're committed and you're connected. If you can let go of the things of the world that you maybe thought that you have got by your own hand, and you're actually saying I'm putting you first, then that means He's got you. And and some people yeah, have never talked about that's right. right. And so that means He's got you. And so it's really difficult for people to put that first. Um, and, and God knows can't. that because think about the that rich young ruler mm-hmm. who came to him and says, oh, yeah, just give up everything. Give it all to the poor and everything, then come follow me. Mm-hmm. And he went away sad. You know, it's it's. Um, I think one thing that, that tithing does, not only God says, oh, you give me the first fruit, it shows, like Pastor Steve was saying, it gives, it shows God uh, that he has preeminence in your life. I like to t- I say this example sometimes. If you have a hundred dollars in your hand, and these hundred dollars is made out of uh, ten ten dollar bills, which one is the tithe if God asks for ten percent? And the answer is, it's the first one that leaves your hand. They're all exactly the same, but whatever moves out first is your tithe. God wants you to know He is first and number one in your life. One thing tithing does that benefits us, I think, it keeps us from being greedy. It frees us from covetousness when we understand that everything I have belongs to God anyway. I have of my own accord done nothing. Actually, the Bible says, for the Lord gives us power that we might get wealth to establish his covenant. There's purpose with my prosperity. Uh, if we can understand that, that everything that lives and moves and breathes is giving breath by God, then you find yourself being humble. Did you have anything else? No, just not in agreement. Okay. <laughs> so how much trouble am I in if I forget on Friday? And then on Sunday when I'm sitting in the pew, I've already bought groceries and gas and everything else when I make my tithe. There's a wonderful thing called repentance that God gives us <laughs> that we can say, Father, I have, I have, I, this totally, this totally went past my mind. I, I totally forgot about this. Father, forgive me. And here is my tithe. Now, I will, if you want to be real stickler on that, uh, Russ, I'll look back at you here. The Lord actually says you add 20% of the time right. to it. So just so you don't forget next time. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the Word does say that. It says you add 20% uh, to this. So if your tithe is $10, you would actually give uh, $12. Uh, and and that's mentioned a couple of times there in the, the Word. Uh, and, and that's why it says in Malachi 3, it actually says, um, will a man rob God? Mm-hmm. And they respond, wherein have we robbed you? And he says, in tithes and offerings. And the interesting thing about robbery is if a thief was caught – he had to repay the person that he stole from right. and add 20%. So when the reason, I think part of the reason why God says you bring your tithe and 20% is because that's the penalty of a thief. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty that's cool. interesting. I mean, as far as yeah, but there's, there's a beautiful thing called repentance, which we, which we, uh, which that we, we have which, now. That we yeah. have, yeah. That they didn't have then. Not, not the way we have it, no, for Plus, sure. Would you, and I'll get another question that we'll get to when we come back from break. Explain where – 
God knows what we're thinking, all right? And he says, you know, you got all those bills. I know what you're thinking. I can't afford to tithe. Mm-hmm. And where it says, try me. Yeah. That's, that's, the only, that's the only place that God says, try me. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he knows. He understands this better than we understand ourselves. There are some people out there that, that fall close to that category, but the the reason that most people can't is because most of us live beyond our means. That's why we can't. Yeah, well. That's what's true. That's something that you got to learn as well. That's right. All right. When we come back, our friend Billy sent us a question. We'll get to that as we continue the Dave Ellswick Show 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right. We've got another caller, and uh, Ariel, I believe, has a question about tithing. Hi, Ariel. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing great. What's your question? Um, as far as tithes, um, I don't always get a chance to make it to church. Um, so I was wondering if giving tithes as far as, like, helping friends in need, does God see that and recognize that as tithes and offering as well? Okay, good question. You, let these guys answer. You just listen in, okay? Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Is that Does that take the place of the tithe? Thank you, Ariel, for your, for your call. Um, uh, no, it doesn't. Um, you see, one thing that tithing does, as I mentioned before, it frees us from from greed. Uh, it frees us from control. So we give this money, uh, and we give this money solely and completely to uh, the Lord without directing that. What you're referring to, the Bible talks about, is it's called um, alms. There's a, it's a, the, the Bible. The, there's many different types of giving. There's a tithe, which of course was what we're talking about. When the tithe actually means ten or ten percent, tenth. But the giving that went to the poor was called almsgiving, and alms was a very important part of the life cycle of uh, of, uh, of Christian life, and we're meant to do that. There's special offerings that are given as well. Uh, those offerings would be used for different maintenance with the temple and so forth. Uh, but the, the tithe, the 10%, is meant to be given to uh, the house of the Lord and released from our designation-type control, and it very much is a way of just us just submitting to uh to the Lord, and I would encourage you to find a to find a local house that you are uh, you receive food from. You may not be able to go there on a regular uh, basis, uh, but to make sure that you contribute your tithe there. And then, if you have other people you would like to bless, um, then you can certainly do that of your own free will with uh, alms giving and things of that nature. Pastor Steve, you want to throw anything? Nope, up? you said it perfect. Okay, all right. Billy says this week's Torah portion mentions. Uh, hold on. I gotta skip this. They just popped the ad up in front of me. Okay, get out of there. <laughs> All right, this week's Torah portion mentions collecting the tithe in the third year. Only question mark. Please explain. Now we're getting into the weeds here. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the exact the purpose for that one. Let's see. There was there were several different tithes. Right. Um, you know, you had uh, you had. The tithe of the the grain you had um, there's a special tithe that went to um, for widows and uh, community efforts. There was there's there's a lot there was lots of different types of tithes throughout the um, the year. There was a tithe off of your income, and that was what um, we've been talking about, and what Russ was uh, referring to here. And um, uh, but there was special type tithes, and this third year tithe was one of these special designation tithes. And I don't recall. And I, I looked real quick. I uh, just looked up something real quick to verify, and this was the one of the, the tithe for the poor okay. um, that was specifically dedicated for that, the poor. And, and before, 
I also thought there was another tithe in the sabbatical year um, on the seventh year and then also in the jubilee year that was a, different than the tithe that went to the priests. And I'm pretty sure that those had to deal with just for the poor. Right. And that's the quick reference I looked up said that. Yeah. And most, if you if you look at the, the way that tithes were used, uh, and be, if you're going to be really technical about it, uh, the tithe was actually used for the priest um, to live off of. Uh, the offerings were given to maintain the buildings and to take care of things like this. So, and I know that back in the day, uh, back in the early uh, part of the twentieth twentieth uh, century, uh, probably up until the fifties, maybe into the sixties, a lot of the uh, churches, their pastor was paid by the tithe. Mm-hmm. So, whatever the tithe was, was his maintenance and how he actually uh, lived. Uh, and then offerings came in, and that paid the lights and took care of the lawn and so forth. But that's the way they lived until. Um, until things changed probably in the uh, early 60s, maybe mid-60s, and it began to be more of a uh, – they changed it up a little bit. And, of course, you know nowadays um, uh, the tithe is used for just about everything. All right, and, 60 and, seconds. Well, and that's where the, the latter part of Deuteronomy uh, 14 says that very thing, and it says that because the Levites have no inheritance or portion with you and the strangers and the fatherless, that they can come eat within the gates and be satisfied. So that's the reference for that the third-year tithes for them. All right. That's it, guys. That's it. We've already blown through a whole hour. Cool. Gone fast. I mean, seriously. Sound, I, it's, I just feel like we've started. <laughs> yeah. It always Want to go another fast. hour? Sure. I mean, we can wait. No, anyway. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he gives me his evil eye. All right. We'll, we'll take a break. The guys will be back again uh, next Tuesday. Uh, I'm trying to think. No. Yeah. Alan Clark will be here. So you have State Senator Clark here with you. Oh, okay. I'm I'm be on my way to Washington D.C. I'll be going to hold their feet to the fire. So uh, for all those for uh, Aslak and all the other groups out there that hate us, people who don't like illegal immigration, uh, know that I'll be in D.C. spending two full days talking about it right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we've got to take a break. I will see you again tomorrow at two o'clock, and uh, we'll see these guys in two weeks here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 